Well, in this episode, we have extraordinary veteran comedian. Craig Shoemaker is in studio. Also, uh, BMXer, extraordinary and comedian musician as well. Rick Thorne. Chris is going to do the news and we'll do all that right after this. Hey, it's Adam Carolla. And this is Dr. Drew. We are changing things up for the new year, and we want you to end the week with the two of us. That's right. Brand new episodes now on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of each week. So sequentially, thank you and mahalo. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Craig Shoemaker and pro BMXer Rick Thorne. Plus a round of Hollywood hand-me-downs and we'll do the news and trending topics with Chris Loxamana. And now, after a full day watching the NFL, he is now prepared to be loved. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on. No choice. We're going to mandate you get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Craig Shoemaker's in studio. I would call him a legendary comedian. <laughs> I was told, Craig, that you have performed in front of four presidents. Yeah, four presidents at once, yeah. Same time. And Barbara Bush was there. How did this and come about? I don't know about? how I resisted talking about the pearl necklace that I could have. You're right. Because <laughs> I do the Love Master character. But yeah, it was, a, it was a summit for volunteerism in Philadelphia, my hometown, and mm-hmm. uh, I performed. And Jesse Jackson was there mm. and a lot of politicians. But it was, uh, I had to clean it up, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for all the presidents. Named Comedian of the Year at the American Comedy Awards. On uh, ABC. Yeah. That's kind of nice, too. It was a a nice little... Well, they don't get many awards for comedians. They finally did the Golden Globes after all these years. Yeah. I just think we're we're treated like court jesters. Meanwhile, we're probably the best artists there are. We don't have CGI or script writers or... The respect needs to be there. We just get slapped at the Oscars. I will will say this uh, as a guy who's done acting and documentaries and books and stand-up and everything else. Um, Any profession where you get a mulligan should not be respected. (laughs) Like, if if the kicker for the Bills got a couple of mulligans, then that's then we will lose respect for what he does. Right, you know what I mean? Right. The the real when you really think about it, it's about, you know, a packed stadium, a minute and a half on the clock, gusts of wind, forty seven yards out. You got one chance yeah. for this. And right. the thing about acting 
is and and I've done it a bunch. You know, Twenty seven chances. You do it and you go <laughs> yeah. do it again, yeah, and then you yeah. do it and you do it again, and then somebody talks to you about a different way to do it, and yeah. then they go do it ten different ways, and we'll whack it together. And we have a hundred right. people that are going to work on this, right. make you look good, make you look your best, editing. Right. If you're and stand up, you're doing stand up or you're hosting it. the Oscars or the Emmys or the Golden Globes or whatever. You yeah. got you got one, and and it's the yeah. one. It's the one part that that really sets sets it all apart because, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this, but I was like, I went out with a guy who was a friend of mine who was a professional level kicker trying out for some arena league team or whatever. And the coach is like, you get three from the right hash, you get three from the left hash, and you get three from the 45 or whatever. Yeah. And you miss two of them. You go know. home yeah. and and he maybe he missed three and then he went like well you know i have you know i'm not having a great day maybe i'll come back tomorrow and they're yeah. like nope nope There's no tomorrow nope. Yeah. Just, there is no tomorrow so yeah. stand-up is a sort of no tomorrow game and yet all the praise goes to the actors <laughs> all of the actors i remember one time when uh, chris rock hosted the oscars remember that mm-hmm and, 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 and <laughs> no, I don't recall. And, 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 was there an incident involved? And, and, no, Sean Penn came out because he kept on. He 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 was trying. Well, there this. was a Chris Rock one that people remember. Well, yeah, but before that, he hosted yeah, the Oscars. He actually used my audience to warm up. He had all these writers in the back. I'll never forget. It was many years, probably fifteen years ago. But he was trying this shtick. You go, who's Jude Law? Who is Jude Law? He was, that was his bit that he <laughs> right. kept doing, right? Because Jude Law was. And then out comes Sean Penn, practically with a fog machine. Right. He goes, Jude Law is a fine actor. Like, go away, you right. little peasant trying comedy. Oh, right. You know, it's like, we are, you're here to honor us. And it, we're just treated like peasants, you know, the, like the court jester. Amuse me, fool. And, and it's also, and that's it. it's also um, a game acting in that, you know, where you go, you know, what are you doing? We have this skill of acting. In acting, because I learned this from watching uh, A Team the movie, uh, Quentin—I <laughs> don't know where this is—it was called. on TV. A- it was on A-team HBO. The movie, oh, okay. It's about ten film. years old. Yeah, don't sleep on A Team the movie. It was kind of fun. I'm I'm wide awake listening. Bradley to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> All right. Quentin Rampage Jackson. That's right. Is playing Mr. T. Okay. This guy is a street fighter from Miami. He's a UFC guy, been bashed in the head 270 times, has never taken an acting class in his life, right? He didn't do Shakespeare in college right. or anything. Nothing. No background, no training. He shows up in this movie surrounded by guys that have 100 years experience yeah. and 1,000 awards on they their wall. dedicated their life. Is every crap. bit as good as every single one of those wow. guys. Uh-huh. Maybe better. Wow. <laughs> Maybe better. He's, he's authentic. He's acting across from Bradley fucking right. Cooper, the maestro, no difference oh, in wow. their ability. You, you think you would do that with stand-up? Do you think you could find a guy who's never done stand-up before? Or this guy's a cage fighter. Oh, but he's never done stand-up before. Okay, just give him a mic and push him out there. Tell him to do 40 minutes. Bradley Cooper went against Lady Gaga. She, she held her own with go. that, too. She's a singer. That's right. You can make the Quentin transition Gaga. E- e- easier into that than you certainly can with stand-up. Stand-up takes years and years of crafting Arlie Ermey was the, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, Arlie. No, Ermy, no, rest his soul. Me, help me out. Rest his soul. God bless the man. He 
was was not supposed to be the drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, of course I know him. Yeah, I know yeah. you would know yeah. him. Yeah, of course. He is simply instructing the guy who is playing the guy, and they go, oh, fuck it, let the guy's never acted before in his life <laughs> get an Academy Award for playing a drill sergeant because he's a drill sergeant. Yeah. Fucking crush. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yes. Okay, so not that hard. Acting. Not that hard. Make some room for the comedians. We should be have a category at the Oscars. There's no comedy category at the Oscars. And you by have, the like, way, best, every, every... Sh- best animated short foreign short, but nobody cares about. <laughs> yes. Even the guy's parents who wins yes. don't care. Yes. And yet you don't have a stand-up category or a comedy category, period. And every comedian that takes that turn for the dramatic role yeah. knocks it out of the park. Every Robin time. Williams won an Oscar. Robin Williams takes Sandler Sandler's when he gets get serious. When he gets right. serious, uh, right. all right. So that it's yeah. easier. So let's have some awards. That's what I'm saying. Well, at least give us some reverence, you know. Yes. Instead of yes. like they're, they're they're quick to cancel comedians, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, they're, of, they're, of all the people, of all the people to cancel, let's go yes. for the truth tellers. Let's go for the curtain pullers. Let's. Yes. It makes no sense to me, and 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 it never has. I and I just even the Oscars. He got a standing ovation. Will Smith got a standing ovation when he he slapped, he assaulted a comedian, a comedian, because he put him in his place, and then half the country supported it. All right, I got stuff to uh, get into. You're going to write Lauren on here. Is it on here? Is it on it? Uh, they miss it. Oh, there's an updated one. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I wrote. Okay. All right. Um, this is uh, your man. Craig's a man of a certain age, and he will uh, <laughs> he will appreciate this. <laughs> I think I uh, I talk to Dr. Drew all the time. I'm also always, a certain age. Yes. And I'm always like, what the fuck is going on yeah. in this world? What's going on with everybody? And uh, lots of our conversations go back to hierarchy. There is no hierarchy. There's no boss man. There's no guy in the corner office. It's just yeah. everyone's every, everyone's wearing cargo shorts and flip flops. And, you know, and so you will get your. Uh, hash settled by an underling of which I've had many times. There's just there's no there's nobody in charge because everyone's yeah. equal because of the self esteem movement yeah. and no one's the boss of me and that's just the new world order. But I was we we're hearkening back, which by the way it's not good for the boss, but the boss will survive. It's really bad for the underlings who don't think they have a boss and don't <laughs> thrive. But we're hearkening back. I said this is not so new. Because way back when we were doing Loveline, and this is this is 20 years old, could be 20 years old plus, we had uh, two people. We had uh, Engineer Chris, not this Chris, and we had uh, Junior Producer Lauren. And they were both the same way. Like they, they were like, um, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. One day. After the show, I said to junior producer Lauren, what have you learned from working with me for all these years? What have you learned? This is back then, you asked. This is 20 years ago. Yeah, different answer today. Off, off mic. Nope, same answer. <laughs> really? I'm telling you, it's been a lot of this stuff we think is is new. It's, yeah. it's, it's been around for yeah. longer. We didn't notice it. Or it was maybe a little fewer and far between. But this is... I'm paraphrasing uh, her answer because she told me off the air, but it was a good one. I'll play it. Gio sent me the tape, so we'll just play it for you. Junior producer, Lauren, what she's picked up from uh, working, what she's uh, gleaned from working with the uh, likes of Drew and myself uh, 
you know, big, you know, the show has won a syndicated show of the year on more than one occasion. She must have picked up then. something. So uh, it's been a couple <laughs> of years. So I, I said, what, what have you learned from working with us? And uh, Lauren said, well, let's see, what'd she start with? She started with... Um, you, you leave immediately. Yeah. You, 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 don't, you don't have to work too hard. Oh, yeah. No, no preparation. Zero preparation. You order people around. You get to boss people around. You get you get big bucks. It's all who you know. It's who you yeah. It's it's uh, yeah. It is. Yeah, who it's you who know. you know and who you're who you're connected, who you're connected to. to. Um, and uh, random of life events. Luck. Yeah, it's luck. It's who you know. Um, oh, you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about <laughs> for as long as you want to talk about it. No one really cares. You get big bucks. You boss people no around. No training. No preparation. And oh oh, yeah. you don't have to be too educated. Yeah, right. No educated. I think she started with. Uh, Low, and you low make lots education. Of money. All right, so beats, tons of uh, money, no education or little, little no education. education. No education. You get to boss people around. Uh, you don't have to prepare. You leave immediately. You leave immediately. You and do it. You do whatever you do doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. That's right. And if you if you did get lucky enough to get in the position where you were actually behind the mic, it would just be a complete. Random, random event, and then once you're there, cosmic coin toss. But, but then once you're there, it doesn't matter what you say. Remember that? Has right. No... <laughs> it's luck and who you know as far as where you, how you got there, and then once you're there, you're just there you're until just something there. happens. It just, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, let's say All, right. Chris said. All right. So, oh, and there was another part I, I forgot, but she said uh, they can't fire you. <laughs> really? Well, that suggested to me that she thought I should be fired, but evidently I couldn't be fired <laughs> because they can't fire you. So it was I weird was to hear bold. Adam before puberty, wasn't it? <laughs> well, the <laughs> files are a little compressed. Uh, okay, so that's, that's a compressed file. Okay. That's 20 plus years yeah. ago. And this little person just said to me, First off, everything was insulting. It was, they can't fire you. You don't need to be educated. You don't need to put any work in. Leave it doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> right. I mean, it was the craziest. It was like 11 super insulting things. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't think she even knew what she was doing, but um, I realized that this has been going on for her. Now, she didn't say anything positive. She didn't say one thing about work or training respect. or focus or respect. Right. <laughs> she just went into, you can be lazy and stupid and bad at your job and they'll never fire you. And that's me asking her what she's learned from working with me and that's her saying it to my face yeah. in real time. Imagine behind your back. Oh, if I just turned around 180 degrees. Right, oh, right. probably left the room. Yeah, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Drew and I always laugh our ass off about that uh, about that bit, and I actually asked uh, Chris, the uh, the producer or the engineer, what what he wanted to do, and he, he gave me the exact same answer. And I thought that's interesting. It's hard to be an employer now. Oh, it's well impossible. now. That was twenty years ago. No, well, now yeah, it really is yes. impossible. I have a little, little staff, and they're always threatening something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm, I'm frightened. You know, you don't know what to say. I have one who works for me, though. She's great because she's just out with um, her private life. So every time she does it, I go, can I record this? Because now I can say anything to you. She's telling you about having sex over the weekends and stuff? On the way to work, yeah. On the way to work. <laughs> wow. Once that said, we're, we're good. We're, we're, yeah, But it's really uh, – I have a hard time being a boss anyway. I don't know about you. Are you like – would you consider yourself like bossy? 
you like some people like being the boss. Now, the thing about being the boss is it's sort of like, I don't know, a foot fetish. Some people be really into it, and then others would be kind of put off by it. Like, no, I don't, I don't even want to do that, you know. Right. And, and so, what are you? I, I'm. If you're normally wired, you should probably not want to be a boss. Yeah. I, I, I never liked it. I, I, no one wants to fire anyone. Right. Nobody wants to go in and like settle everyone's hash Confront. and all this kind of yeah. stuff. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's generally. It's a generally uncomfortable position yeah. unless you're a person like Jimmy is much more wired to be the boss than than I am. Really? Yeah, he's got that wiring. And so like when we do the man show together, I'm the boss and he's the boss, but I would be I I would hang out in the writers room and fuck around with them <laughs> and then go back and eat right. at my desk. Like I I didn't want to Oh, you want to be do, friends with them too? Yeah, I didn't want to do all the bossy ally. boss right. stuff. Yeah. You know, misspellings. Jimmy would <laughs> Jimmy would read scripts and circle misspellings all the time, and I'd be like, "So he got the he put the wrong there in there, Jimmy." Jimmy would like circle it, you know. And I'd be like, "But you still get the joke. They're going right. to the brothel, yeah, but he did the wrong there." I'd be like, ah. I've now, seen some of Jimmy's notes from the radio show that he would give to your producers at the time, and they were extensive. Wow. Mm. He didn't even have to do that. No. Yeah. He, he, liked, uh, he liked being the boss. Well, he was, for the radio show, he was, we, we figured out the label for him. It was like, because I remember I was doing Stern, and they were like, is he, uh, is he a consultant for the radio show? And I was like, eh, more of an insultant. <laughs> he tells you what's wrong. He tells you what's wrong with the show. And when, when, what's your theory on when everything shifted from old school OG to now? Like, maybe. Like, what, what's the ground zero for this? I, I think it's sunblock. Oh. I think that's when you, we started coating kids with sunblock. You can add. I, I think that could be it. So I have a long list of things. You do. That, that uh, when it switched. 88, 89. That's, that's my I, I, I agree that's with you. The yeah. slathering with the sunblock. And, oh, my and God. Our first also, baseman on our baseball team is a kabuki dancer. Uh, right. <laughs> Third yeah. base is doing mime. He's <laughs> wearing three hats. <laughs> oh, my God. I, Inhalers. I will, I will say this. I've said it, and Chris has heard most of it, but I, I have... I've said it about uh, all the Purell, all the wiping down, all the Lysol, all the bathing and scrubbing oh, and showering yeah. every 10 minutes, all all the stuff that, that gives you a peanut allergy because it fucks up your system. I would say this about sunblock, too. There's just no way we're supposed to not get sun on our skin. And, it's, and, and when it hit its height, sun, when sunblock was at its height, it was... Uh, listen, my dermatologist says I got to put on the SPF 50 to go to the mailbox, like <laughs> down the driveway, like before you leave the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was at its height, the sunblock craze, it was you must do it physically before you leave your house. And you go, I'm just walking to my car. It's in the driveway. Yeah. That's too much sun. And I would see these kids at the beach and they'd be spraying. Moms would be spraying all right. the sunblock. There'd be a cloud oh, of this chemical yeah. in front. I said, they're going to get white lung. There's going to be something here. And I'm, I I'm on the microphone. I've complained about it a million times. Now the data's out. And the data's like, you need sunshine. You should get sunshine. The best thing you should do every morning is go out and expose yourself to the sun. During COVID, we could have used a vitamin D from the sun, yeah. and you don't need sunblock. If you're going, 
you know, hanging look, out look in Miami at, look at for other five hours. Like, look at Africa. They're, they're not even wearing clothes, let alone sunblock, and they're in the jungle with the hottest sun you could have. Yeah. It makes no sense. Well, they, have a, can, they start off a little darker than us over there, the, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I rarely wear sunblock. I have my DNA no, done, by the way, 14% Ghana. Really? Hey, congrats. <laughs> congrats. What does that get me? <laughs> uh, maybe I, some reparations in California. Yeah. <laughs> I better bring that paperwork into the mayor's office. I'm going to have to show them my 23 and me. <laughs> A week after I found out, I got pulled over by the police. Uh, <laughs> the guy says to me, do you know why I stopped you? I said, I think we both. Yeah, the 14%. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, 14 Forgot about that part. So, um, no, But I of, never, ever wear it, by the way. No, no, I... I, I, I did sunblock the same way I did Purell, the same way I did you have to shampoo and then condition and then shampoo again and all, all the whatever, the one where you have to drink 14 liters of water every day to be healthy and all stuff. I, I, my greatest gift is realizing bullshit day one and going not not down i did i did it with covid i was right. like my my daughters tell me if you're going to go to the supermarket you got to put rubber gloves on when you push that shopping cart and you got to take a picture of yourself <laughs> with the, i got a stunt double <laughs> i hired a homeless you guy what happened no, to immunity you got to build I, your immunity I, I, that's the whole thing again, you're supposed to the greatest thing i've ever done is not go along with anything ever Whatever, I bet whatever you did when you were a little bit. Remember the, uh, the when you bowled they had that that spray. Yes, yeah, that got in your lungs. That's how you develop immunity. Yes. That that poisonous gas cloud. Yeah, the shoe spray. <laughs> you, you wore the shoes. Nine hundred people wore the shoes before you. Right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't care about any of that stuff. That day. And now they give him gutter guards, so Skyler doesn't get oh, gutter issues for the rest of his life. All right. Well, speaking of <laughs> of thin skin, somebody sent me a tweet over the weekend, and it was a fat convention in Seattle, and they have that one, Chris? Yeah. Oh, you know, I didn't send them that I'm one. Sure, oh, I'm sure it was called, sure it was called that. I know. Come on, Chris. We just <laughs> talked like about that. this I know. one. Here, I'm sending it right now. All right. We got the, got the wrong list. They don't Speaking of that, I was coaching Little League. I swear mm-hmm. this is true. Mother is, I turn around, she's feeding her kid a pizza she had delivered to the dugout. Wow. I swear to God. She had to, I go, what are you doing? She goes, he's hypoglycemic. Oh, I go, Jesus Christ. I go, is he Spicoli <laughs> ordering pizza in the dugout? In, in, the, in the dugout. And he's huge, this kid. He hits into the fence. They throw him out of first base. I said, <laughs> take the pepperoni out of his mouth. He might be safe. I mean, it's, it's we've gone so far overboard now. Oh, well, this vid that somebody just forwarded along to me, because people forward me along videos they they tweet them to me because they know it'll ruin my weekend, and that's everyone's everyone's job, you know. Like they go, who as soon as they see it, they go, oh, you know who's going to love this, Adam. Yeah, we're or gonna, they'll go we're get him going. Who do you like, Detroit or the Bucks this this game? And I'll go, I'll take the Bucks, and then everyone writes back, all right, Detroit. <laughs> everyone put money on Detroit because the cooler said the Bucks. They yeah. have to be right. All right, here's they, they call it fade the Corolla. They, they get, that's how you bet. You just fade whatever right. you yeah fat. Con recap. So yeah. that's this one. Well, I'll, Downtown I'll, Seattle. I'll play a couple. I'll play a minute of it. Come with me to the first ever Fat Con. Yes, that's right, haters. There is a convention just for us fats now. Wow. There were so many amazing panels, ranging from Fat Liberation 101 to Fat Lesk to Fat Nerds. I even talked on a panel with the Plus Bus on 101 Ways to Lose the Weight of Fat Hate. 
there was an amazing plus size fashion show featuring multiple designers. Right, pause it for this a second. Was... I oh wonder boy. if this if this fatty convention goes on for a while. I wonder because there's no move inside of a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like at some point. Four years from now, just coincidentally, the Chubby Chasers convention is going to open across the street at the Hilton, you know, and now you're going to have a bunch of brothers hanging out, just sort of looking at the looking at the round chicks. That's a porn convention for Chubby Chasers. They're 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 dressed uh, provocatively. They're large. They're in charge, but we'll keep playing it. Rub. I came out to vend and help with the Plus Bus with a few pieces that I carry in their store. They had an incredible vendor's hall with all fat artists, designers, plus-size vintage. Here's some of my art. And here is the amazing Chub Rub Clothing's booth. So cute. It was wonderful to connect with fans and new friends. Thank you so much for supporting my work. There was so much fat entertainment to be had. Look at this crap. Cute little wall we put together. Play. We got a few grief cat performances that were very funny. Here's a little fit check. I brought a look every day to the con. <gasps> New friend. <laughs> we had fat pool parties. Here's a little look uh, I will be releasing uh, for Valentine's Day. We did get up to shenanigans. <laughs> I can wait right, for next year's off. fat con. Uh, the, the, whoever the cleaning crew was after the fat con, you know, you guys, you get the next week off. <laughs> you bring in a priest and a therapist, you know, <laughs> have to talk these guys down. And that was for real. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know who sent me that. For somebody who's thank them, who's really into displacement, water displacement, uh, that fat pool party, they're going to not only be able to do that once and then they have to refill the pool. Or right. limit limit two fatties yeah. per, per pool. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to flood the mezzanine again. Right. All right. That's so our buddy Izzy. Izzy sent me that. Is that Izzy from Vegas? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay, he forwarded cool. it to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then, Craig, you can put your your comedic hat on, <laughs> and which you usually a yarmulke. And I, I was sitting there, and I thought, I, I want to write something funny. You know, write something back, you know. And uh, then I thought, all right, so your first thing is, oh, what was the buffet like? You know, it's like food, right? food, something yeah. food, you know. She talked about vend. And, and I was like. Vending machines. I was like, oh, come on, Carola, you're better in some food joke. Like, do something yeah. more interesting. So then I just wrote a, a tweet that said. Uh, we have Tr- it. Dawson Hammond. You can put it up, Byron. Dawson Split or Byron Back. Did I wonder if they have the opposite, like a skinny con. Well, Dawson, you can just read it. Well, you don't have it. Okay. No, not that. Uh, I'll just read it. No, you read it. Um, it. You wrote, I heard the hotel lost power Friday night when everyone plugged in their CPAP machines. So then somebody wrote me upset about my CPAP joke. Oh, which I, I heard, have that one, too. I find this is... Much more entertaining to me than the fat convention. It's the person that takes great umbrage with my CPAP joke. Yeah, so this person replied to your CPAP joke. I have a CPAP because I have severe sleep apnea. Don't think I'm fat. It's a life-saving device, and I'm sure glad I have it. Was falling asleep driving driving home from work before I went on it. Try not to be so glib about something that helps people. Have any jokes about chemotherapy? Yeah, I could why not? put some together. <laughs> <laughs> Would be a good way to shed some of that weight that came up. 
Uh, We're going to be left with nothing. What? There's no material there, whatsoever. Right. If everybody has a, I, I have a joke about you know pixie sticks or diabetes in a straw. My right. daughter has diabetes. Right. Oh, I guess. We're, we're yeah, so self obsessed. Everyone's got a daughter or neighbor with who's on the spectrum of something. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum of doesn't give a shit. But in this modern society, when you're aware of Dave Chappelle and stand-up specials and Ricky Gervais, all the comedians out there. Are we still at the point in 2024 when you have to try to tear down a CPAP joke? <laughs> that I, I I never know. Are they are they that earnest? Are they 100% earnest about it? Are, is he trolling me? Maybe he's making fun of me. Maybe he knows I'll see it and, and laugh about it. It, go, it even goes deeper. Uh-huh. So some, of course. <laughs> so somebody told this guy, hey, go take a nap. <laughs> and, and he responded. He responded. He responded to this person. I'm going to bed soon. I'm going to put on my CPAP. I have prostate cancer, too. Any funny jokes about that? Oh, oh God. my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People. These you know what? Jokes. The irony is, laughter is the best medicine. Right. Yeah. So it's exactly what people need, and they're going for the opposite. Yes. It's not like you know, uh, misery is going to help you with your health. No. People don't understand the whole health thing is how we've been snowed anyway. How about ADD? Even ADD, you're talking about attention deficit. You were a kid once. Let's be honest. What normal kid pays attention? Well, have, you ever, no... have you ever had a kid come up to you? Oh, you're obviously what you're saying. I'm focused. I'm looking right in the eye. What was what was like to do? I have an attention surplus. I'm gonna go rewire the home. We're, yeah, we're just hyperactive. Almost every kid I know has well, ADD. Now, everybody right? has or ADHD. Well, well yeah. we were a kid. We were hyperactive. I was. So, I, I was very hyper. You're not supposed. You're not supposed to take 11 year old boys and put them in a classroom with some middle aged bitch talking about the Civil War while the sun is shining outside. <laughs> they they want to go outside and yeah. like wrestle. Yes, and throw. A a utility ball at another 11 year old that's what they want you know so then you go what's wrong with them it's like hyperactive no you're boring and the sun is shining and this kid wants to run around like it's 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 same thing dogs do you know what i mean like they want to go out in the yard and and wrestle with the other dogs we and the education is only what they choose you to be educated about what right. they choose for you to memorize 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue nina pinna santa marina that means nothing to me that's right. But I, I memorized it. I, get, I have all these things memorized, and then you get an A, you get rewarded for compliance. We're uh, never rewarded for being a good artist, for being creative. It just doesn't – it'll even take an art classes away. And and gym, um, there's no dodgeball. They play shadow dodgeball now. What is you that? You heard about this? I've never heard shadow. Of shadow dodge- yeah, you can't hit the person. You have to hit their shadow. <laughs> oh, really? That's going to turn into some sort of race-related crime <laughs> pretty oh, soon. No. Just the black ones, huh? You're training kids to throw balls at black figures. Interesting. Well, if you look Dawson or Chris or somewhere, it is it is covered in, in 50 years Walby chicks. I there is something about the day they took the gym ropes down. Oh. That's man. the day we took a turn and a bad turn because basically the gym ropes shamed kids who couldn't make make it up. Like me. Yeah. Right, and, and I so, became a great comic, <laughs> legendary. Look, look what happened. Four presidents he performed in front of, <laughs> and Barbara Bush. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, I did pretty well, but it all came from failure. Yeah, I fail for your pleasure. I mean, that's th- right. Thank God I didn't make it up the ropes. I, I wasn't. God, did I, you make it up? 
I was okay at that kind if of stuff. If you use stuff. your legs, I could. Oh, some, oh yeah, Steve yeah. Lawrence could literally like oh, always yeah, themselves. There's always some asshole. Yeah, all, yeah. There's always some fucking spider monkey in everyone's class. <laughs> Doing the, the Iron everybody. Cross. Remember the yeah. Iron Cross? He's a two roper with no <laughs> legs. I'm a one roper Hate with him. all legs oh. and a shove. You know, I got some guy trying to push me up it. You know, exactly. last four feet. You're they on your own. They always called it the spotter. You had to have yeah. a spotter. Yeah, yeah, that. All right, we'll see if we can find it. I oh, it. Well, wait, Dawson found it. Okay, great. Thanks to Emmy. Emmy found it. Thank you, Emmy. And then I coach literally. They coach. They dress these kids in all these pads and a cage. Oh, it's a God. ball, not a landmine. Hurt right. locker. They come to us, like, covered right. in Kevlar like a beekeeper. I'll give you a little lead on it. Kids today are soft, fat, and self-entitled. People ask why. Is it junk food? No. Junk food has been around for 50 years. As a matter of fact... Back then, it was worse. There were no salads or green apple slices in a McDonald's. If I went into a McDonald's and I was nine and somebody handed me an apple, I would have kicked him in the nuts. Is it video games? Nope. Video games have been around for 30 years. None of the kids playing them back in the day were morbidly obese. We're all scratching our heads trying to figure out what we've introduced to society to ruin our kids. But it's not anything we've added that's ruined our kids. It's stuff we've gotten rid of. First thing was the gym rope. Remember that thing that stretched from the floor to the ceiling in your gym class that you could never climb? That constant reminder that you were inferior? It's the only apparatus I'm aware of that makes it possible for you to be ridiculed while people stare at your nuts. Most of the kids couldn't make it to the top. But that wasn't the point. The point was you had to try while some middle-aged guy in a windbreaker who couldn't make it up a flight of stairs yelled at you. (laughs) At some point, somebody decided the rope needed to be removed. Sparing the kids the rod is a good thing. Sparing them the rope is a horrible idea. So we took the ropes down. I agree. That was 15 years old. Even even, uh, wrestling. Oh, We all had to wrestle. And we had to wrestle in a remember the room we were in a padded a padded room this an is insane asylum like an insane asylum <laughs> Hannibal Lecter they're rubbing your face into the ground till you get cauliflower ear they think called cauliflower ear ever sure. seen that oh, yeah, yeah. come on that's it, not around yeah every UFC fighter oh the them, yes well that's what they do for a living but they, no know. but you can't ask if, if we've ever seen it if you've ever seen a guy <laughs> walk into an octagon you've seen a cauliflower <laughs> ear. I wanted to come up with a fake. Oh, your mic's not on, Chris. I wanted to come up with a fake cauliflower ear just so people wouldn't fuck with you in a bar. All right, like a you put a little uh, like a just a, put it in like an earpiece before you head like into a the silicone bar. Puffy ear. Yeah, and then you set up the bar and like fucking Hell's Angels would clear out. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. You see guys with cauliflowers go to the bar. That's a tell. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a tell. There's no way that <laughs> you, you, did you not, would never fuck with a, a cauliflower ear guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. It says you are a combatant. And yes. You do, uh, yes, I, that's a very good idea. It'd be easy to do. You just pop it on, give it a little twist. I'd put a little Bluetooth a in business. it. You know, I'd put, I'd put my earbud. This is a business. Yeah. You it's could talk. Like a, this is your new merch. In the 1800s, they had Merkins that yeah. they sold. This is a it's Merkin like, for your ear. like a Merkin for your ear. No one, all the weird street crime and everything. Cauliflower ear, no one fuck with you. <laughs> Okay. And and you could put the little AirPod would be in there, you know. And if someone, you know, <laughs> and if the, the bartender like, well, what do you like? You'd, be like, hold, you'd go, hold on, I'm talking to my wrestling coach. <laughs> Was that Russ? And and then everyone in the bar would be scared shitless of you, and no one ever fuck yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we got Hollywood hand me downs. Those are the uh, Hollywood. Have you coached? By the way, have you ever coached your kids' team? Uh, that's I, when you really I, get I it. I think I. They have a thing called culture keepers. 
The parents I, I are can't. called culture keepers. <laughs> I we were lucky if our it. parent ever came to a game, right? Let alone have their, the entire stands are filled, no outs and no runs for the first two years. This kid's run. I go. He's out. Seven helicopter mothers surrounding me like zero dark third into Bin Laden compound. He's not out. Read the rules, coach. Apologize. You made Geoff cry. My, I'm sorry, Geoff. You're out. My, uh, listen. When my son hit his inside the Parker home run and t ball, I was out. I had to have an explanation with my wife and my son on the ride home. I was like, "We got to put the date on the ball." I go, "Why? It's his home run ball. I yeah. go, the ball has to leave the infield." To yeah. be a home run ball. That's a home run. He got a home run. He got a home run because these kids have no idea what they're doing. But that's not a home That's a 14-error no. ball. I'll write 14 errors and put the date under it. But that, do not mark that as a, as a home run ball. I can't believe you're saying this. I had a garage sale, and I said, hey, kids, go get some stuff, and you can sell it, and you'll keep the money. Every one of those balls, of which there were many, by the way. You're talking about your— my kids, kids. Yes. yes. They pulled out all their game balls. Like, that was a special day for you. I was one of those parents. Like, right. They go, no, Dad, this is meaningless. I know that I didn't do anything. <laughs> Even they know. Yes. They know. Here it says, you know, you, you were the player of the player of the game. Meanwhile, I have five guys were player of the game. Yeah. And <laughs> the parents all surround. Yay, Jake. And you have to make up stuff as the coach. Jake gets the game ball because he got a walk. Like, right. Yeah, Jake, he's our hero. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he headed to third base initially. <laughs> yeah, does Sonny still treasure any of that stuff? No, he doesn't treasure any of it because he knows it's all bullshit. And that's it, the thing. That's the thing. Like, they can't, know, yeah, it's not a treasure to them. Yeah. Yeah. So they, got, they get rid of all the balls. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a participation trophy, which no one, no one keeps because it's a ball. It's a home run ball that didn't. It, I don't know if it entered... The dirt part of the infield. It may have just made it to the edge of the grass behind the pitcher's mound. Chaos in the yeah. infield. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hollywood hand me downs. You know how to play it? Yeah. All right. We're going to play it and we'll do it right after this. Just thrive. Life can be overwhelming and it's not just your mind that suffers. Stress messes with your digestive system and your immune system too. Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-busting formula from Just Thrive. Exclusive mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe easier in as little as four weeks. And I actually... uh, there's an award-winning uh, Just Thrive probiotic, which I take on the daily. It's good stuff. You get your gut good, and the mind will follow. It's a spore probiotic that's 1,000 times better survivability than most probiotics. Banishes bloat and constipation in your gut, and it frees it up so you can produce serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep. All with a money-back guarantee. I love these guys. I love this company, and I take it every day. It's a game-changer. It's Just Thrive, right, Dawson? Right now, when you go to JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code ADAM, you can get 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Thrive Probiotic and Just Calm. That's like getting a month for free. And a portion of every purchase goes to Vitamin Angels, a nonprofit organization that saves the lives of millions of children and moms-to-be around the world by ensuring that they get the vitamins and minerals they need to stay healthy and strong. To learn more about this groundbreaking company, don't miss Adam's interview with Tina Anderson, founder of Just Thrive. Take control today with Just Thrive. 
my mom comes to visit and she's starting to lose her hearing, which is weird. She's always been a young mom, but she's too vain to wear a hearing aid. So she comes out, and this is an actual conversation. She comes out visiting from Philadelphia. She's in a passenger seat and I'm driving along. She goes, and it was raining a lot in Los Angeles. She goes, Craig, what are you gonna do about that flood at your house? I go, that's all right, mom, I got my own wet vac. She thought I said a derogatory term for Mexican. <laughs> Don't you ooh my mother. And she knows I'm actually really politically correct. She goes, oh my, my, that's an awful thing to say. And I have no idea. I go, what are you talking about, mom? A lot of people have them. <laughs> and she goes, you have your own? <laughs> yeah, why rent when you can own? <laughs> this goes on for 10 minutes. <laughs> and she goes, how do you get one? <laughs> right in front of Home Depot. You pick one up, you get one. You snag one on the way up. That's a true story. Craig Shoemaker is on the Adam Carolla Show. Yeah, it's got to be true because you, you couldn't really write that. No, no. She, she has great hearing stories. My, she was going down this ravine. A guy come up behind her, and she won't wear the hearing aid. She's hiking. And he comes and goes, Steep Hill. She goes, hi, Steve Hill, Barbara Shoemaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig's going to be at the uh, Red Piano in Santa Barbara coming up January 25th, and then uh, Java Station, Santa Barbara. Nice place to hang out. That'll be January 26th, 27th. Yeah. The Ice House out here in Pasadena, beautifully remodeled. That'll be February 3rd. And he's doing shows all over, Levity Live in Oxnard. Yeah. We've been there. Um, Craigshoemaker.com. You go that's where you go to find out go. all the live days. Shoemaker, not mocker. You make shoes, you don't mock shoes. And that's a good unless, point. Unless they're Crocs, you can mock those. <laughs> um, speaking of shoes, with the... Uh, hefty convention in seattle there must have been some blown out heels <laughs> pumps you know stilettos there if you are at any entrepreneur spirit right. at all you would have set up your shoe repair box like right in the lobby of that hilton right mm-hmm. because there's going to be a lot and there's going to be a lot of blown out flip-flops a lot of busted up wedgies a lot of stiletto heels that couldn't take the tonnage <laughs> i love his entrepreneurial mind I'm thinking you're not about, far yeah. off, by the way. No, I I think I also think there's gonna you you should show up with some ace bandages and some sob because <laughs> there's gonna be some ankles rolled at that place. Just getting up and off stage, you know, yeah. six inch corkies don't, don't, with a four hundred pounder. Don't forget a new mask for the CPAP. Oh, that's right. You gotta bring that. Sorry about that, buddy. Yes, <laughs> he's not listening. He's taking a nap. I also he fat shame by explaining he's not fat. With a CPAP in that oh, tweet. He's like, yeah. I'm not fat. Right. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. Yeah, I do that. I'll go, I'm not gay. Just, Craig's a good-looking guy. So I said yeah. it. You know what I mean? All right. So uh, we got Hollywood hand-me-downs. We're going to try to guess the price of, right. of, yeah. of these things sold already. It's time to find out how much did they pay in another round of Hollywood hand-me-downs. All right, so these are all the hammer prizes from Julian's auctions. It was in uh, within the last month. Mm-hmm. From Sex in the City, an Apple PowerBook G3 laptop that was used extensively by Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. as Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I believe, one of two. Mm-hmm. It contains special articles, entries, and vintage Google searches used from different episodes throughout the years. Estimated value five to seven thousand dollars. Hmm. Estimated value for the computer. Uh, the, the, for what the, they think it was going to hammer. What it would fetch on the open market in an auction. Right. Okay. 
All right, I got to write my number down now, right? What other estimated value would would we? Well, be, be? if somebody is in the market for a computer, oh. like what would the laptop be? Like, what would the laptop be? That's what. Oh, without her her on without it. her stink <laughs> on it. Oh yeah. Well, that's twelve hundred bucks or something. I don't. Yeah. Not I don't even. Know. It's outdated. It's very old. Yes, true. but it's old. Yeah. I'm going to let you guys in on some, you know, a wrinkle here. Um, the Apple, old Apple stuff, totally collectible now. Right. Like if you have a first gen Apple computer or first mm-hmm. gen this or that stuff can be tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars for really old vintage Apple first gen stuff. There's a lot of guys who have like the first year of the computer, second model, third model, like they'll have every single model and that shit, which was junk, the second the next model yeah. came out forty years later, is worth something. Right. So that could be. I'm, ho- something I'm holding on to my etch a sketch. That was the first <laughs> yeah. laptop. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm doing that with the uh, don't spill the beans game. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're putting an estimate. All here, right. Here, but... All right. Yeah. What do you think it went for? Okay. Because these right. have all sold. So. Okay. All right. All right. The low is five. The high is seven. That's the estimate. I'm going high. I'm going seventy five hundred. I went thirty five thousand. <laughs> Whoa, that's very high. That's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I can't win because I went over probably. But no, <laughs> no, we'll, we'll we'll play closest. Oh, 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 okay, that's a good way to play. What do you got? Oh, I, I'm not. I wrote the game. That's right. So. That's right. The winning bid was twelve thousand seven hundred dollars. Wow. Adam takes the win. Yeah, still a lot over though. A lot over. I, I think I think my vintage Apple thing yeah. is factoring in here. All right, next up, the original mechanical. And everyone who bid on it is gay, so they're not sitting around thinking about who's going to pay for college. What about the kid's orthodonture? It's all just two <laughs> dudes who make money in a gas zipper. <laughs> next up, the original mechanical. About that. Yes. Animatronic head of E.T., from Spielberg's Ooh. E.T., the extraterrestrial, oh. this original production animatronic is composed of a metal frame with a foam latex outer skin. Uh, can open and close the nostrils, uh, activate the pulsation of the veins and the jugular and many close Wow. Yeah. Estimated value, 800000 to $1 million. Wow. wow. Okay. This is the I... E.T. head, yeah. Okay. I would buy this. This is not gay. This is tech. This is a tech tech weenie also with no children. Yeah. Yeah. I would buy this for one reason, one reason only. I would buy this thing. And then at some point, I would make my way over to Drew Barrymore's house. And and I'd bring a nice bottle of scotch. And we talk and we drink and we'd have a cry and I'd, I'd keep refilling her sniffer. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. kept in this stuff. Oh man, single barrel, uh, all the way from Dublin. I'd just keep pouring in a glass. Mm-hmm. And at some point, she'd just go like, "I just feel like I gotta go lay down." And she'd go in a room and lay down. And then I'd take this thing up to her room and I'd put it in a pile of clothes and I'd pump that <laughs> up and I'd start talking to her. <laughs> and she would wake up. And for only about 30 seconds, be the most freaked out anyone could ever be, ever. And I think it would probably send her into some sort of manic spiral that she would never right. recover from. It would awaken from. some memories. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, be, this would freak anybody out, but Drew Barrymore especially. Yeah. That would be one month's worth of her show, her, oh, yeah. her dealing with that trauma. The All right. Trauma is also never used when we were growing Do you know who the voice was of E.T.? Do you know who it was? No. Famous actress. Actually, not actor. Look it up just so I'm, just so I'm sure about this. Deborah Winger. 
Deborah Winger, I believe, was the voice of ET. I Why? How come? How is it? No one has ever heard that. I, yeah. But no one's ever asked. Somehow I, I heard it. Yeah. But she was that doesn't a, make me right. Officer I'm Pat general. Welsh was the voice. Oh person. no, <laughs> oh. Pat Welsh. Oh, Who the fuck on. is that? Deborah Winger would have been Winger, so much come better. On. Radio that's... soap opera, opera actress. How, mm. how about this? She's a chain smoker, so that's how she got the. Would you check voice. out if Deborah Winger did any of the voice? You know, like sometimes maybe she might have come in. For a day or Did, something. See if she just oh, ever she had, spoke out loud. She might have had to loop. She had to loop. <laughs> like, the let's ET. say. When, when Welsh couldn't make it to too many cigarettes. Let's just say she went out to dinner and the waiter asked her for her order. Did there she is, reply? There is a something. <laughs> please tell me Deborah Winger had something to do with it. There's a 47 second video about Deborah Winger. There's Did, a, did she voice E.T.? We'll check it out. Oh, okay. All right. There may be some There's a thing called bone. looping, you know. I looped him. You know Don Knotts. You know, I looped him oh. in the movie Pleasantville. Oh, like in Pleasantville. Most, half of the movie is me because he was sick and I had to replace his voice. I had to do him as an old guy, as a TV repairman. So if you watch the movie, when he circles the apple in the telestrate, it's actually my voice going, boom, what do you call that right there, bud? The forbidden <laughs> fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm your TV repairman, bud. Wow. So most of the movies actually, uh, it's, it was pretty cool. It, that, I don't make any movie, extra money for that. The but. movie Pleasantville doesn't really make the rounds that often, but it's it a should. good film. Yeah. Really good. It's Reese good. Witherspoon I, and Tobey Maguire before they were... I the, saw in the theater, yeah. late 90s or yeah. whatever. It's good. I was the narrator. I still get paid on that. All right. Oh, you were? You were the narrator, too? <laughs> this is Pleasantville. Yeah, I, I get paid as the narrator, wow. but I, I, I think that voice didn't make the cut. I don't know what happened, but uh, anyway. We have Deborah so Winger. Deborah Winger talking about... Was she the voice of E.T.? Did you do the voice of E.T.? See, Andy thought it. Makes you gay. Somewhere yeah. in there, there's truth. What does that mean? The truth is out there. The truth. No, I mean, Andy. I always say you have to ask Stephen. I, right. I, you know. Right. I, I laid down all those tracks. <gasps> and I think there were a lot of them <laughs> in there. Amanda <laughs> Pete is in there. That's, that's good. Elliot. And man, the Pete smokes. Oh, that's she how she's it? able to do that. Oh my God! Just for her, though. Oh, wow. So okay, okay so something I was there. I You're was, there. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm, not I'm too far call, off. I'm call that a victory. All right, yeah. <laughs> all right. I need so one because I I'm is, way off on what this was worth. It's between eight hundred k and one million dollars. That's the estimate. All right, just to play a prank on Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Breaking the one, you know, emotionally breaking one million is can be tough for people. I don't know, <laughs> not for something like this. A geek is is going to go all out, and all they right. make all this tech money now. I've mm -hmm. got a high number here. All right, all right, I'm, I'm going high again. All right, I'm I'm going high again, but not as high. I'm going one point two, one point five. The winning bid was six hundred thirty-five thousand mm. dollars. Mm. I'm gonna, point. I'm gonna go bid just to win this contest. Wow. I'm so pissed right now. I hate losing. Hey, listen, well, I like if, wow, six thirty-five on that. I, there's no doubt. Well, they'll do a remake at some point ten years from now or something. There'll be some resurgence, and that thing will be worth two million bucks, right? Yeah. All right. Or he'll die. Next once he, up, once he dies, ET. Yeah, once he dies, winger. then it becomes a lot value. More, worth yeah. a value lot more increases. in value. He doesn't true, die in the movie, right? Works, doesn't yeah. he? He gets revived, right? Just give him a little love. Hell yeah! <laughs> Next up, a captain's hat and a pair of epaulets worn during post-series public appearances by Captain Meryl Steubing, oh. Gavin McLeod from the television series 
the love boat. That's Gavin McLeod. Gavin McLeod. 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 It was called in junior high because he had early male pattern balding. <laughs> I'm going low on this one. Yeah. Estimate three hundred to five hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I got my number. All right. Um, uh, now I have his jacket. Full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. I have Captain Stewing's jacket. Yes, a very you dedicated just, listener you, purchased you, it you for just me. Flip me out a little bit. Oh, oh, someone purchased it for because you have a thing for the love boat. Yes, mm-hmm. really, thing is an understatement. Yeah. Oh, I did. I was not aware of that. Were you ever on the love boat? Uh, no. I mean, I would like to actually board the love boat, mm-hmm. so I could tell people I was on the love boat, and they yeah. won't do the math. But no, I had. My career did not start until well after the love boat. Was, the, yeah. the love boat was gone. Although I would like to think now I might be invited on as like an older pedophile professor <laughs> or something. Yeah. Some of those shows you just that was your goal in life. Battle of the network stars. Did you ever want to be on that one? No, but Going I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch Bruce the dunk Jenner. tank. <laughs> What's that? I wanted to watch the dunk tank part of it when uh, they'd get like Daisy Duke up there. Someone would be throwing <laughs> a tennis ball and dropping her into a dunk tank. Uh, we all have goals, though, when you're a kid, right? If you want to be on these shows. I wanted to be on Hollywood Squares, but I wanted Paul Lynn to adopt me because I didn't have a dad. Oh. We would be the first father and son team on the Hollywood Squares. That was my dream. I'd like Craig and Paul Lynn for the win, please. Take I, it, son. It's a sports question. <laughs> that's, that's just how I was imagining. All right, I'll give you a Paul Lynn joke for you to do as Paul Lynn on, uh, on the Hollywood Squares. I probably squares, know right? this one, yeah, okay. that he said on the Squares. Yeah. Oh, you probably know it? Probably. All right, then I'll play the I, I host. I thought he was going to be my father. I'll I wrote play the host. five letters we'll, to we'll fix see. him up with my mom. We'll you see. should marry my mother. We'll see yeah. if you can do it. Okay, go ahead. I'll right. do the punchline. Yeah, I'll be the host. Okay, I'll listen here. <laughs> You're Peter Marshall. Paul, what do you do with a lady finger? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've had oh, a man okay. See, you didn't see. I okay. didn't know that one. All right, you I'm, say... You say, ignore it and keep on driving. <laughs> ignore it and keep on driving. Oh, hold on. Let me stretch up. <laughs> Paul, what do you do with a lady finger? Ignore it and keep on driving. <laughs> there you go. Now, Paul, how many balls on the billiard table? I don't know how many guys are playing. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch a stand-up special you just doing Paul <laughs> I, So I had I, my, You want to hear a true story, what he said? Yeah. He walks on stage. This is verified because his his former road manager was my manager for a minute. Mm-hmm. And he walked on stage in Cincinnati. It was an outdoor venue. And it smelled. It was next to a sewage treatment plant. He uh-huh. goes, oh, my God. It smells like pussy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the reason. Huh, I'm looking at this clock up here. It looks different than. What math would suggest? Somebody, somebody in a mall said to him, how come you're not married? He goes, what, do you live in a cave? <laughs> <laughs> I, so I had the exact opposite uh, upbringing as you. I never dreamt of anything, and I never thought, there's no way you're ever going to end up on this show or the Love Boat or the really? Hollywood Squares. No, not, not for a second. I grew up with downtrodden, dumb people in North Hollywood, and, and uh, the answer was, no, you're going to go to work digging ditches. You know, So yeah. I never dreamt about any of it. I, I thought, wouldn't it be cool? Yeah, but it, but it was like watching lifestyles of the rich and famous. Never like, gonna oh, happen. Right. look at it. That's He's for got, them. Elliot Gould as a Stutz Bearcat or something. <laughs> go, but not me. I mean, it was never not in a million years. 
Okay, so now my grandfather, old Laszlo Gorog in North Hollywood, he spent his whole days uh, watching Hollywood Squares. Loved yeah. Paul Lynn. Yeah. Talking about, oh, so fast, you know, because he thought yeah. every one of those jokes was real time. <laughs> That's right? exactly right. He loved it and was a huge fan of the Hollywood Squares. And then at some point, his poor, broke-ass, loser grandson got famous and became a guest on the new Hollywood Squares. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm going to, when I see my grandfather, I'm going to blow his fucking He's mind. He's going to go nuts, I'm gonna yeah. blow his right. mind. His grandson is yeah. on the Hollywood Square. Yeah. And I told him, he's like, all right, uh, you want a sandwich? Like, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was a zero burger name, which is consistent with the Corolla family. Yeah. But I thought once in a while, when you come from where I come from, you think this one's going to work. This is going to be the one, this yeah. one's gonna, When I tell Laszlo, I'm on Hollywood Squares, he's going to go fucking nuts. He's going to run in the next room and tell my grandmother, whatever. Now, nothing. I, I it's, same, like, it's, I, like I, it's, it's like I told him I had a paper route. He's just like, okay. <laughs> I was on 75 episodes, but I was, I'm not a big celebrity. Nobody knows me. So I was always Craig Shoemaker to block. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at a monitor one time. I'm the only way to go. She goes, I'll take Antonio Banderas to lose. <laughs> <laughs> Just but it's so funny how, how families are. You're like what makes them, what drives them. You think, I won this award one time. as a 15,000 people in Los Angeles. And Robin Williams was there next to me. He had won a Lifetime Achievement Award. My film, The Love Master, won this best film. So I say, Robin, would you talk to my mother in Philadelphia? She loves celebrities. Go, oh, the love mistress mother. I say, well, put her on the phone. <laughs> we go, she's going to love this. This is a true story. I call her up. I go, hey, mom, I'm standing here with Robin Williams. Is going to talk to you. And my film just won the independent film festival. <laughs> Can you believe it? There's this pause. She goes, that's very nice, Craig. You know not to call me during Jeopardy. <laughs> As she's hanging up here, who is Amwar Sadat? It's <laughs> one more question. It gets my stepfather. All right, let's do one more. Let's well, you see. did. Did you get guess for the uh, epaulets? Let's the, oh, the oh I didn't get the epaulets. I got You know, the jacket wasn't that expensive, but what about the cap? You know, the hat's iconic. I could use both these items to round out my next Halloween yeah. costume. Yeah. Um, it said between three and five hundred bucks. I, I'm. It's, come on, it's got to be more than five. People go to a steakhouse with three people and drop 500 right, bucks, yeah. you know? With well, a guy wearing one of these hats. That's right, your mater <laughs> d, your captain. I you used to do that was the skipper. He used to have his own, remember that place? Alan Hale's Crab Shack. Exactly. And no, he would I don't greet know what you're you. talking about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I. He would greet you. We had I, a place, a fish place. We had. Hey, little buddy. I had about, <laughs> there were about 25 restaurants strewn about the Southland. That we would drive past all the time, but there's no fucking way we were going in, you know, a place that didn't have windows and had some sort of celebrity name on it or something where Johnny Carson may have been drinking a martini or something. They'd be like, are you kidding? We're not setting. We went to the Sizzler in Burbank once and that was it. We need a full glass facade. We need to see what is going on at that Red Bloom buffet in there. Any place, all the cool places had no windows, you know, yeah. maybe a piano somewhere in there. Right. There's no Fucking way Jim Carolla was walking into one of those places. <laughs> All right. I, I, did you, what, you got your number down? I got my number, yeah. yeah. I just hope 550 I above, hope, above the I estimate. hope that I'm losing. So I, I don't like I'm losing so far. I'm going to go, uh, no, I'm going to change. I'm going to go 350. What do you got? 
the winning bid was $19,500. Woo! I'm selling that fucking coat. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. It was nice of you to buy it for me. And I yeah. was going to, remember I said I'd keep it forever no. at, the, at Listener, the party uh, when you. Florence. Florence, I said I would cherish this forever, but that was forever. Got cut off at nine hundred bucks. You have the yeah. buyer right there. There's your buyer. Yeah, where are you going to put those epaulets? You're going to fucking tape in your head, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. it's a seller's market right you now. You need the jacket. Nineteen thousand yeah. wow. dollars. <laughs> Shit. Where's that jacket? <laughs> I got to get out of here and protect that thing. All right, now mathematically, Craig is eliminated. Way, but yeah. we'll we'll go with one more. All right, one more. I'm way right. way eliminated here. Handmade to Bruce Lee's exact specifications. Nunchucks. Mm. From the movie Fist of Fury. Mm. Estimated value twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Mm. So these are the ones used on screen. Yeah. I don't see enough nunchucks. I don't either. In the movies. I don't. They yeah. were they got hot in the seventies. Yeah, they went the way of butterfly knives. Yeah, butterfly <laughs> knives, throwing yeah. stars, stilettos. There are all kinds of weird. Go to Tijuana and get a weapon and come home. <laughs> yeah, kind of weapons that would show up in North Hollywood and a poncho. You would get a poncho too. You get a poncho. Tijuana. They kind of move their way into porn. That that's what that's what happened. That's where you find these things. I was getting my hair cut today, and, and the woman who was cutting my hair was like, just start talking, which fine, but that's not what I'm <laughs> just thinking. fine. Well, I mean, it's sort of like with a prostitute. Like if you start kissing them, it's sort of like, no, that's, come on. We got boundaries. That's here. right. That's right. This is a $14 haircut. We're not going to talk. She started talking. And then she went, uh, I was in Tijuana this weekend with my friends. And I was like, okay. She's a Hispanic woman. And then she said, my sister, uh, there was a dog and it was very thin. So my sister bought her a taco. And gave her the ta- gave the dog the taco. I know this story. And then she went. Yeah. Then she went. I went to the beach, to Tijuana Beach. It was beautiful, but there were dogs everywhere. This, this is an urban myth everywhere. from the eighties. I swear to God. No, because I'm I want to write down what it is. Yeah, you guys tell you guys tell me because this makes it crazy. You know, you know when you don't really want to engage that much, you just want to sit right. there. But they they bring up something that's so there. That you get su- you have to get sucked in. And you have a show, you need material, so that's perfect. I yeah. slept, when I was about 17, we went to Tijuana. We didn't get a hotel. We slept. I slept on the beach. I didn't have a sleeping bag. I slept with a blanket. I took the blanket off of my bed. Yeah. And we, and maybe the pillow, I can't remember. And we just go to Tijuana and drink, and then at some point go to the beach. And when I woke up on the beach, I was surrounded by stray dogs. And it was kind of freaky, but I didn't know if I wanted to tell her that story. But she did bring up Tijuana, the Tijuana Beach, and a bunch of stray dogs. Right. I sat on it. <laughs> I just sort of nodded and went, yeah, sad. It, it was chambered, but... It was yeah. chambered. It was ready to go. Okay. <laughs> I probably could have saved a little on the tip if I told her I slept on the beach in Tijuana. <laughs> she would have judged so hard versus I was on Hollywood Squares. <laughs> so... You think you have an urban? Oh, I thought that's where you were going. It's a Mexican water rat. Didn't she say that? No, she. Because I remember my sister. Of course, it's always the sister. My sister told me a story about this adopted dog from Mexico. Oh, that one. Yeah, Yeah, remember that? I do remember that. That was around the same era as the gerbil up the ass. Yeah, although that was true. 
<laughs> no, that one wasn't true. I'll tell it you happened how to know. my friend, by the way. You know, he got the rumor associated with him. It was bad. Your friends with Richard Gere? No, another guy. Oh, a local guy in Philadelphia. It was it was, <laughs> oh. it was un- unbelievable. What happened, you know the yeah. funny thing about the gerbil story? I had two thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want to hear the thoughts. There's okay. no way it's true. Let me tell you why it's okay. true. Why it's why is it true? Because at the time, Richard Gere was married to Cindy Crawford. Yeah. When you're banging a 26-year-old Cindy Crawford, there's no other place to go. <laughs> I went over and goes, you know, like if you're banging Cindy Crawford and like some guy comes into the bar and goes, guess who, guess who fucked a Raiderette last weekend? You go, a Raiderette? That's cute. Yeah. I'm fucking Cindy Crawford. Okay. You can go no, there's no up. Now you got to go weird and deviant. You know mm. what I mean? There's no. A gerbil up your ass? That's just what you're happened with Rod Stewart and the semen. Okay. Oh, that's the other one. That you was can the other only bang myth. so you can only bang so many tens before you have to just start going a completely different what, direction. What, what do you, what, I want to hear but what you think happens you with the gerbil. I'll tell you what, 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 what's <laughs> there, There's a whole story you, about what, what allegedly I, goes I on. That, that, that it's the a part, kinky thing. That, that apparently, they have the some part about the gerbil that's always funny is people go, "Come on, come on! How do they get a gerbil up a guy's ass?" Oh, and they then go, they'll tell you. They go, they declaw they put them in a paper towel roll, and they blow cigarette smoke, and it goes up. And then the person goes, oh, I see. <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. <laughs> like, as, if, as if you're going. If I said put it in a wrist rocket and fired it at his ass, you'd go get the fuck out of right. it. If I said he takes it just, a paper towel roll, takes a gerbil. Th- th- think of the visual, though. Hold on. Wait a minute. He has teeth and claws, and that now they're going to get. Hold on, you have to go get uh, some sort of pliers, and like so now this uh, this, don't even bl- make this me bloody bad. gums, this uh, bloody gum thing. All right, but this it's happened not to a friend of yours. By the way, it was a lighter. By the way, the, the, oh, it wasn't smoke. The, you well, know, the, 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 yeah, it's yeah. butane Coast. lighter. And West they, Coast, and we did smoke, the smoke, and they, and they flew into the ass, <laughs> and then had some sort of death dance that so they this, did. This happened because to your you friend. can't get enough thrills from just a penis. You got to have this gerbil do a death dance. The difference between the lighter and the smoke, though, the smoke you need a second person. Right, but the lighter you can do it alone. Well, usually uh, I think it was a two-person affair. I never really here. thought about that, but yeah, yeah, we're already giving it. Enough I just thought. like that this happened to a friend of yours. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Ruined his life, huh? Well, yeah, he was on the news. Oh, on the news. Yeah, it was terrible. People are like, he's a news journalist. He, he, <laughs> it was awful. The jokes. He moved to New Hampshire. <laughs> it, was so, it was horrible Even, I'm not kidding you when I tell you this My grandmother loved them And she turns me with her cigarette She goes, is it true he had a hamster up his ass? My grandmother <laughs> says this to me So even she heard it and, <laughs> you know, It's enough it's in the schoolyard it, the Grandmothers are hearing it at the bingo hall Right And that, it was horrible what happened <sighs> Yeah <laughs> this is back in the 80s when gerbiling was happening. I haven't heard about gerbiling in a while. All right. So we just brought it we up. We got right. one more. All right. We between, all right. We did, do we get an estimate on this one yet? Yeah. The estimate is twenty to $30,000. Twenty to thirty. All right. Well, well, do I run the table against Craig? You're going to run the damn table. People love Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. But, but it's not really a tech or nerd crowd. The tech and the nerd crowd will pay. And they have but money. This is, uh, yeah, the nunchuck crowd, not a lot of dough. All right. Right. That's my logical thinking. I'm, I'm going right. to go. 28K. I'm going 11K. The nunchucks were sold for $162,500. The Ace Man streaks wow. stays alive. What? Four to nothing. I, I got to say, 
I think there's something with the estimates because in the car world, which I know very well, <laughs> if, if you have if you're selling a vintage car, it's a Ferrari Daytona, seventy one Ferrari Daytona, they'll go estimate between five and six hundred thousand dollars, and it is it'll be between five hundred six every single time. Yeah, but if you're selling a vintage watch, and the vintage watch could get five hundred thousand dollars, they'll just do the estimate at ten thousand dollars. Like you'll just go, you can just go fly right past that estimate. I I don't know in this world if they're really trying to catch it. In the car world, they'll catch it almost every time. It'll be just a pinch under or right in the middle or a pinch yeah. over, but they'll never be that far off. But this is interesting. Wow. Yeah. Until the next auction, that was Hollywood hand-me-downs. All right. I, I got a beat down so bad. I have no self-esteem. I actually want a gerbil up my head. It, it would be an improvement right now. All right. That was Somebody a get down. a paper towel roll and a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Let's do this. Rick Dorn, he's a BMX rider who's extraordinary. He's a comedian. He's a musician. Uh, we'll talk to him in a second. We'll do some news as well. Craig, you can go to his uh, website, winningwithhumor.com. That's the sort of training website. And yeah, then, I teach people how to have more laughter in your life, how to be funnier. And for the mentoring and for the live shows, you just go craigshoemaker.com. Yeah, lots of those coming up. Yeah. Always good to see you, Craig. You too. We'll take a break. We'll be back with Rick right after this. Almost 90% of pharmaceuticals are produced outside the U.S. Will you have what your family needs during the next crisis with recent outbreaks and respiratory illness in China, white lung syndrome in the U.S.? I mean, you got to be prepared. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, eight life-saving medications, including amoxicillin, Z-Pak, and ivermectin, along with a guidebook for safe use. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board, well, that's Dr. Drew Pinsky, we know that name, and Dr. Peter McCullough, who was great all the way through COVID, right about everything, and other truth-telling doctors. They're rooted in empowering you to take control of your health. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit, from tick bites to COVID to bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Am I right, Dawson? Go to twc.health slash ACS and grab your medical emergency kit right now. That's twc.health slash ACS. Code ACS saves you 10% at checkout. Don't wait until you need it. Take control of your health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. And now, Alcoa presents Definitely Not a Jew on the Adam Carolla Show. Dateline, Stewart, Florida. A 54-year-old man was arrested following a confrontation at a subway because his sandwich was not cut in two. The man hit the employee with a fire. Dollar foot long! 
definitely not a Jew! Rick Thorne in studio, comedian, BMXer, musician, participated in the X Games uh, nine times. Um, I think the big vert ramp riding was kind of your specialty, right, Rick? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was it. That's the, what I competed the most in. Is the big vert, vert ramp the same one they do the skating on? Yeah, yeah. They're the same. The half pipe. The half. It's the, called a half pipe. Yeah. The half pipe. Well, yeah, because there is the other one where they go down the big run and the then do the, the, mega the mega ramp. Yeah. yeah. You ever do the mega ramp? No, I didn't done the mega. That seems insane. To I know me. those guys are nuts. The big verts enough. How much air would you get on? Some I don't know, of those? eight, ten feet, depending. And usually you judge by your lowest point. So like mm-hmm. if your handlebars hanging, you're, you could be higher, but usually about ten feet or so is average. It's but in- some dudes go higher. It's incredible how far all extreme sports have gone. Because, like, when I was a kid, there's a movie called, uh, I think it was called On Any Sunday. Maybe you've seen it. Yeah, I have. It was like they had these surf things and motocross docks, but they would show up in movie theaters. And the beginning of the movie on any, it was a big hit, made lots of money, and was in big theaters and stuff like that. Was just a guy on a Schwinn. Dirt bike, this is probably Schwinn Stingray. He was just riding a wheelie for the whole time. But it was amazing that this guy could ride a wheelie for 90 seconds. Exactly, yeah. And, and everyone went, and he may have even turned the corner like riding the wheelie. And everyone was like, <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, he's riding a wheelie. And the most famous, as I've told you guys from my youth, the most famous dirt bike poster was called CZ Rider. It was a guy in a CZ with about two. He had about 28 inches of air doing half a cross-up. And it was like, oh, my God, look at that guy. Lots of That's Getting poster rad. material. And now guys are doing backflips and yeah. everything else. Triple, triple yeah. backflips. Are they doing triple? Yeah, it's crazy. This one, this one kid, he's, he's young, too. He's like 12 or 13 doing triples. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, this guy, that guy, R. Willie. Oh, yeah, he's badass. Have you seen yeah. him, Adam? No. Yeah, I'll put a vid- video of him. This yeah. is like some of the stuff he does. Well, he's doing triple or someone's no, doing no, he's triple. Not, this is well, a, a handful of people are. It's crazy. Or triple flares, which is a different one. Like if you do a, a, a triple jump flip, you're going forwards. But mm-hmm. a flare is a, a flip 180. So oh, he comes God. back down the ramp rather than it's bananas. Yeah, the motocross ones where the guys do the Superman thing and f- floating above the bike and hanging yeah. onto the Dude, they've fender. they triple flips on dirt bikes, too. Oh, God. It's so <laughs> different. <Dude>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, their level of riding is me on the poster at this point. Am I level riding? <laughs> You're well, the new old level CZ riding, rider. and I'm the, I'm the CC rider. <laughs> CZ. Oh, see, I'm sorry. I was thinking Elvis there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My bad. Yeah, CZ. i never seen that one, though. Uh, we'll we'll pull it up for you, and you will not be overwhelmed. Is there. that it? That's it. But I'm saying the guy what? doing half a cross up on a 250cc enduro bike. That poster was for it was for sale everywhere in every poster shop and everywhere at it because we looked at it as miraculous that the guy had 28 inches of air. It's crazy. Under him. It's pretty rad though. He's got some style. To he him. looks cool. Yeah, He's got this Jofa face thing on or whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, all the right. mouth guard. Yeah, Where, here's the uh, here's that that guy Ryan Williams. And guy. they're they're all going to be 13 years old now too. And oh, and it's doing crazy it as well. It's crazy. Well, they they've been able to advance quicker because of like foam pits and resi ramps and stuff. Yeah. When I learned backflips, I learned them into the snow. 
Oh, into the snow. Because I grew up in the Midwest, so like they would put snow in the middle of the parking lot, mm-hmm. and then we learned them into the snow or, or into the lake. We would go lake jumping. Oh, right. Sense, yeah. Which would be gnarly, though, if you if you slammed in the lake wrong. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. If you hit yeah. your head in the water or better, your back. Better the snow than the lake? The snow was cool. It, was, it had to be, though, like powdery. You yeah, know? it could be I icy. Hope. Yeah. But now wow. they have so many ways to like advance quicker. Yeah, so this is a know? resi ramp. Yeah. What's yeah, a resi ramp? Well, it's it's a it's a ramp the la- the landing and then it has like a, maybe two or three layers of foam and then a plastic mat on top of it oh. so it, it an exorbitant landing right so a lot of what's really weird about how the riding turned into is like the natural circus stuff and the big things you see like our mm-hmm. Willie they they do the mega jump and then it has like a resi landing mm-hmm. but we were always like okay you learn in the lake you learn on the resi you do it without the resi. Mm-hmm. But riding with their level became to where like they do shows on the resi and that or or an airbag, mm-hmm. same thing. And it's like it do just kind of changed into like a big jump right. rather than like a run. Right, that right. Makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying. They're pussies. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> well, yeah, do, you count, do you count that as a as a landed trick if they man, do it on the listen, resi? what these guys are doing, I count. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I can't take anything away from them. Um, I think if you're if you're doing that, but I think to take it, I'm old school. You know, I'm 54, so as old schoolers, it'd be like, you, the resi didn't count. The resi didn't count. And then you'd have to do it on the on the regular ramp. But I give these guys all the props. I'm not trying to, you know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know. All right, let's see a yeah, couple see moves it. this guy yeah. does. Oh, this is his big one. It's I think it's, they call it the free willy. Yeah, this is badass. It's going down the hill. Wow. I mean, oh, I mean, wow. the bike does a front flip. He lets go of it completely, and he does a back flip. That's and so badass. Yeah. I don't even know where to – there's nowhere to begin. <laughs> That's crazy. A- anymore. I mean, I used to race BMX when I was 11 to, I don't know, 13 and a Did half you? or something. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, the BMX track out here was a place called the Teen Center. And it was down on in like Van Nuys and like Balboa, you know, the Balboa where they have the model airplane airport and yep. some space down there, parks and, and whatnot. They had the teen center and they had a, a, we had like this little BMX team with this guy who ran a little shop called the pedal shop. And we get in his van and go, you know, it was 13 on a Friday night. And, uh, and I remember I sucked. I, I was fine. I was on a dirt bike my whole life. I was jumping shit my whole. I was, I was, I was going for air when I was like eleven in awesome. my front yard. There's a picture of me getting some yeah, some CZ rider type Let's air. Let's see it. But I was never that. I wasn't that fast on the track. You were you were more of a freestyler. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. I remember a race I did. They had the the jump with the tabletop and then down the other side and then there's a kind of long straightaway and then this big berm turn it was like a 90 with a berm you know it was banked and i was in you know sixth place out of like eight guys maybe and everybody who was ahead of me started setting up to take the berm turn like sort of slowing down and swinging out to the right and i was like what are all these fools slowing down for and i just pedaled hard and went straight <laughs> And when we got to the berm, we just got there at the same time, and I just blew them all off the back of the berm and ate shit. And then I realized this is, yeah, I got to get into comedy. 
Well, were people doing a lot of freestyle? Is that you? Is that you? Yeah, that's, that's me him. at like twelve. Okay, wait. You got catching put, some air, going CZ. Put that's C, more than put, CZ. No, put CZ, uh, CZ next to that because that's the exact same style, dude. Yeah, well, I saw the poster. That's he's inspired. And now there, I'm going to get in my huffy and catch some CZ air, dude. You did it old school with the brick and the board. <laughs> oh, listen. Yeah. If, if if and the Volkswagen chilling in the back. I didn't even. <laughs> if if you would have said to anyone in my family. Could we buy one sheet of plywood and three two by four so I could make a ramp? They'd be like, "What the? F- you think we're the Rockefellers? First off, how are we getting the plywood home? How would we even get the plywood home? We have a VW Bug. You, you're gonna carry the plywood home? Like our ramps yeah. were like shit that people were throwing away. Exactly. Like an yeah. ironing board and a, and a plank and a stop sign and logs. And shit. I didn't even I didn't even have a saw to cut the shit or anything. No, you didn't, because it's like it's so wide. It's as wide as it is tall. <laughs> the ramp was the most dangerous part of the endeavor. Yeah. I, I you know, you gotta pull up on that ramp. I don't know even how it, it is skinny. We would collect junk lumber, cobble it together, and like put logs and stuff under it. And by the way, it's not like my parents were out of town. They would just sit there and watch us do this all day. Like no one went. If my fucking son did this, and not that he would, at some point I would step out of the house and I would go, look, look, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here, but I got a cordless drill. This Let's, is your front yard, right? Yeah, this is my mom's dirt. This is my mom's dirt front front lawn. I would have I would have built them something. Did your did your dad build you a ramp? Did your mom buy you a ramp? No, it's the same thing. We would just be out riding, jumping curbs, and just you know, it's it's the way it evolved with me is that you know, being a Midwest kid, I saw the kids in California, you know, had all the skate parks and it was thriving. It wasn't anywhere else, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, so for us at that age, we were doing the same thing, you know, like just trying to jump curbs, and then we started riding dirt, making little dirt jumps, you know. Yeah. You know, what city was that in? It's in North Hollywood. We had, we would go around, yeah, we didn't have materials for a ramp or anything, so we'd use, you know, a, a basketball backboard that someone was throwing away <laughs> or something and put a bunch Any, of logs under it and anything stuff. Anything flat, yeah. Anything flat. What year is that, 78 or something? I, I, yeah, I mean, I was, I must have been 13 or something. Uh, we would we would go oh, around yeah, and look for mounds of dirt, and then you'd make a jump. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had one. The scary place that we had was a place called the Drop Off. The Drop Off was the street went by the river. You know the bridges that go over the L.A. River. Yeah, if you walk down a dirt thing, you can walk by the river. Yeah, but the difference between the street and the down river things like twelve feet. That's right, the right. drop. You'd That's... go hauling down the street and go for the drop off. It's like uh, at an 80 degree angle. Yeah. So you'd clear the drop off. And then after the drop off, another 20 feet, you'd set up a ramp and then have your buddies lay down. And then do that. <laughs> oh, you jump over them? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Those were the days. Snow banks, though. Yeah. I mean, snow piles. So, yeah, because what we just thought one day, like, we would just, because we in the Midwest, you just ride all year round and everything. So we'd ride in the snow, ride everywhere. And suddenly one of the homies was like, we should try jumping in this. So we got like cardboard and we just put like, pat it down. And it would be so rigged, but we would learn. And then we started to advance. Then we'd, someone would bring a piece of wood. We did the same thing. Dude, out of all the ramps I built, it was wood we found. Yeah. Even, even quarter pipes and stuff. Like we didn't have the money to go like, oh, let's go drop, 
you know, all this money on, on these ramps. And so we were just like, you know, do the same kind of thing as it started to get bigger and bigger as, as time went on. Like, but those, those years you're talking about, I probably rode too. I was just younger. What was your first X Games? 95. I did the first nine. Oh, you did the first one. Yeah, yeah. And New, I think it was Newport, Rhode Island, I think. Did you go to San Francisco in like 99 or 2000 or yeah. something? Yep, I was there. Me and Jimmy were there. That's crazy. We were like doing stage presentations or something. And it was so early. They had Street Luge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's the most it's famous. Francisco. The whole famous guy there was Lugenstein. Yep. <laughs> Some crazy guy just lay down on a skateboard and go balls out down a hill. Well, the first X Games, they didn't know what they were doing as much. So they had like bungee jumping and stuff. And we're like, what is this? Like <laughs> bungee jumping in a canoe and all these crazy things. Oh, really? Yeah, they had like rock climbing. And like, you know, that stuff's cool. It's definitely hard to do. But like, we figured like, well, we weren't in that category. We were different categories. Mm-hmm. They were trying to figure out and then they narrowed it down. As the years went on, like, oh, BMX skate, and then they had inline for a while, and then they just, then motocross, so. Yeah, oh, I my did, God. I, it's me, Jimmy, and Andy Dick. Mm. Oh, wow. Up on stage in, must have been 99. I, San Francisco, on yeah. the pier right there, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. And, uh, and there we were. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> uh, like, I, I know Jimmy didn't know what we were doing. Uh, and I have no idea why they flew us out there, but there, there Andy we Dick were. Andy Dick knew exactly why he was there, though. Just heads up. I must have done 30 things with Andy Dick. From Andy Dick was ubiquitous and everywhere. He was at every MTV thing. <laughs> every time they needed somebody, Andy Dick would just show Get up. Get Andy in there. Get Andy. Every like you Teen know, Choice Award or whatever. I hosted a thing. The first TV thing that I hosted was for MTV uh, in 1997. And it was that they did a MTV Action Sports and Music Awards show, mm-hmm. and uh, he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he lived at MTV. And then I did it the next year, and he was there again that year too. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a there was a short list of B C celebrities. You know, you weren't going to get George Clooney to go out to San Francisco and talk to Lugenstein. You know what I mean? But you could get Andy, <laughs> you get Andy Dick to do it. I see if Lugenstein is still alive. He must have hit a semi truck or something. Something <laughs> by now. Sport, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was, that was yeah, man. That's wild. I'm surprised I didn't see you there because I was there the whole the, yeah the whole time. And was, was was there always a trick that you're trying to pull off that maybe you hadn't pulled off or were spotty at pulling off that you would go for? Oh yeah, I mean there was at that time when the when the my bigger tricks was uh okay so imagine the vert ramp right and you go up and you do a backflip and then you're coming backwards. Oh, you go backwards. Yeah, so flip fakie, and those were always like 50-50, or you'd be on it or you wouldn't, a little off, and you're on your hip, you know? Yeah. yeah landing so, backwards coming down. Yeah. it's But, you know, and the flip, it was it was fun, though, man. It was cool. We actually met a long time ago. I came on uh, 1997. On the Love Line? Yeah. And I had a 1953 Chrysler Crown Imperial, and me and Todd Richards came on the show. And then I remember we met, and then you were sitting in my car going, this is dope. This is <laughs> yeah, I said Yeah, because Adam hit No, you didn't say dope, but you said this is – I don't know what you said, but yeah. you really liked it. But I got rid of it, oh. unfortunately. But that's – I don't know if you remember that, but I feel like this is a reunion in my head. <laughs> uh, and now stand-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got into it about five years ago. How's it going? Good, good. It's – you know, you learn, like, from being a bike rider to a TV host to, like, I also have a band and all these things. They're different. 
you know, they're all different, but they're all kind of related. But it's going great. I mean, I'm learning quick and uh, booking shows. I'm, and, you know, I got out of the open mics and I do a lot of, nice. you know, I do the Bourbon Room, the Improv, the Comedy Store, a little bit of the Comedy Store, and then a lot of other shows in between. Uh, I even put on my own shows at the Rainbow. Mm. It's crazy, upstairs, for like about six months. Oh, great. So, yeah. So, you know, it's just when you transfer from like an athlete into the entertainment world, it's really hard sometimes because people want to put you in that, like, you're, you know, you're a bike rider, dude. Right. No, I do all this. And so I think for me, I do a number of things that it's, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, Rick's also acted, too. Oh, that's he's right. In, and he was in Triple X with Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. the best. And Mall Cop. That yeah. Second a, best. Yeah, yeah. But Triple X, I, I think about that movie every once in a while because there's a scene where Vin Diesel takes a cookie sheet and just grinds down some handrails with it as he's trying to like thwart yes. a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's incredible. Okay. Yeah. How, how that happened is he came to X Games in 2000 in Philadelphia, and he was like trying to study X culture because this movie's coming out. And I was hosting a TV show for ESPN at the time, and, and so I interviewed him. And then he's like, I like you. I'll put you in the film. I was like, all right. And I had no idea even how to act. And so then after that, I did a little bit of acting school and then was in Paul Blart, which was cool, and a few others. So, yeah. That... I believe that they came out with a Triple X Part Two, and mm-hmm. Ice Cube played it. Yep, they Vin did. Vin got a little too hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't think his sh- shit stunk anymore. Well, Bob, is Lusenstein still alive? That's the question. You have a side by side with me in the CZ Rider poster. If yeah, I, do if that. I, if I outdo that guy, no, you do. I think you got more style, bro. <laughs> look, look at that. Look, he's got. I, I got a little more, more. I got a little more air. You're up on it more. You got more air. You're more bio. You and know? I'm wearing tough skins in a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Yep. He's got sponsorship deals. He's got equipment. He's got his <laughs> Joe Fun, his boots on. That was all. You, can you picture my Corollas buying me leathers or plywood or any of that stuff? We had to. We had to. We had to go catch his catch can. Dude, I mean, you're airing over a Volkswagen, dude. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, you were great on a... I mean, you, you picked up a unicycle really easily, so I imagine you'd be good on a BMX. Yeah, I was. I, I rode a unicycle fast and and became a stunt rider on a on a unicycle. Yeah. yeah, I was like, as soon as I learned to ride it, about 10 minutes after that, I'm like, I think I could ride off this picnic yeah. table. What can I jump off of I could go. I, I would go off of loading docks. That's going to be the next X Games category. Extreme... <laughs> You know, bring it back. Oh, those guys get the knobby tires and do the mountain bike thing, and they're crazy. Oh, for real? Yeah, there's a whole, um, there's a whole off-road unicycle kind of culture where they're doing what guys are doing on mountain bikes, but on unicycles. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. Now I feel better about myself. Yeah, dude, you look styling, bro, and you got the pad. Good stuff. (laughs) Bars are bent back. Those are some wild bars, Yeah, some some style. (laughs) (laughs) I still love to see what that fucking ramp was made of. It's wider than it is long. (laughs) I know. But but only like three pieces. It's like hanging. It's wild. You understand, I did not have the ability to cut a piece of wood. 
We did not have tools. That ramp looks like it would last about three jumps before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what I find funny about it is, is that what's supporting it at the top? You put it at the bottom. I, as I look at it now, it was some sort of metal table that got thrown out or something. And so <laughs> I collapsed one side of it, put some logs under it to steady it, and then found like a one by eight to put across for the last 10 inches <laughs> of the thing or something. <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, there's no way. We didn't own a tool, so there there weren't any screws or anything in it. It was all just kind of gravity, you know. Push this under it; that'll hold it. I'm gonna go way down the street and get a fucking run and start at this thing. And by the way, once I landed, the front of the house was only 18 feet in front of where I landed. Like I would hit the front. Of, I had to go full. I had to like lay it. Break. I had to lay it down. So it's not to run in it. And I think I got my stepdad, John, to take the picture with a Polaroid camera. <laughs> awesome. I just, I'm still just confused on the top of the ramp, what's supporting it from falling forward. I do don't not know. know. God, I don't. You I, just got skills. You I, took off from the bottom and hopped up. <laughs> I don't. I do not know. All right. Should we do a, a little news? Chris, you got some news going. Rick, going to hang out crackwise with the news? Yeah, sure. We'll do that right after this. Oh, oh, O'Reilly. Don't miss Do It Right deals at O'Reilly Auto Parts. How long has it been since you've changed your spark plugs? Yeah, that's a good question. Replacing your spark plug can, can restore efficiency and performance to your vehicle. Get better gas mileage as well. And right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get a $12 O'Reilly gift card after rebate when you purchase four or more select AC Delco Iridium spark plugs. Maintain your performance and fuel mileage with new spark plugs from O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can also improve visibility with their new wiper blades. Right now, save 12 bucks on a pair of Rain-X Rugged XL wiper blades. Plus, get two times O rewards points. An extra-large profile and premium features make rugged XL blades the right choice for extreme weather and driving durability. The professional parts people will even install your new pair of wiper blades for free. From spark plugs to wiper blades and more, save now with do-it-right deals in-store at O'Reilly Auto Parts or OReillyAuto.com. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Ace Man John, North Carolina. Why in the English language do we have the word attribute and attribute? Think about it. Get it on. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. Yeah, you're right. You don't need both of them. Are they spelled the same way? They're spelled the same way. I mean, the argument for having two of them is you would say one is a noun and one is a verb, but they're Uh, still interchangeable. uh You know, you can have attributes. You can also attribute something to someone else. You can? Yeah. I'm going to do that. There you go. Good job. All right. What do you got, uh, Max Banner? Oh, just because we were talking about auctions earlier. So um, you heard the story about Arnold Schwarzenegger being detained at that airport because he had a luxury watch that... Mm -hmm. Um, so it went up for auction. Yeah, it was sold at a a, a dinner in his uh, in Austria for his charity, and it sold for two hundred ninety four thousand dollars. Yeah, 
which is quite a bit more than what it was he right. paid, and, right? Yeah, and uh, do you think the story had anything to do with it? It got a lot of press. I don't know if you saw it. He got detained, um, trying to leave the country or something because he'd been paid taxes and blah, blah, blah. Right. You have to be careful if you're trying to figure out charity prices at auctions because what they'll they'll do all the time, they'll go, uh, Ford is going to... Ch- they're going to do their fifth Mustang built in 2024. And everyone will go, oh, I think's worth $75,000, but it's for charity. So it'll sell for $1 million. And then the rich guy will write off the $1 million or mm. 925, whatever goes above whatever it's real worth is. That's all write off. Nice. So you, if you own one of those watches you can't go, oh man, see, honey, I paid 60 grand for this watch and now it's worth 300 grand. No, no, it's not. It's the charity part and the write off part that gets it to that number. Yeah, That's right. how it works. So, yeah, remember that. So, Arnold agreed to prepay potential taxes on the watch, but the officers failed to get a credit card machine to work for an hour. Yes. Until they gave up, they brought him to a bank and they're like, hey, just withdraw cash from this ATM to pay. But then that limit was too low. Yeah, so it was a weird, it was, it was just an a whole weird process. Yeah, um, so there's this fight that I wanted to get into last week. I never got into it, so let's let's look at it today. Um, it was at in an Atlanta airport between a uh, an employee and a couple of her managers. All all the entertaining stuff happens at the Atlanta airport. <laughs> all the throwdowns. So it's never the Palm Springs <laughs> airport. It's always the Miami Atlanta and airport. Atlanta airports. Miami and Atlanta. Those are the two spots for viral videos. Those yeah. are the two airports where people like to throw down. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> it's probably because of the large Jewish community. I can't tell for sure. Yeah, so we'll just play it along. We could we could talk over it. So this is at Harvest and Grounds. Yeah. They're and trying this, to fire this, uh, a barista. Yeah, she is irate, trying to get her stuff, and they're just like, get out of here. They're trying to fire her. Yeah. She wants her coat and stuff. and <laughs> She gets a stool. She's jumping this, this, and trying to the punch The smoothest people. move, by the way, yeah. is this guy taking the stool away from her. I know. It's like he's a pro. She gets thrown down. She gets thrown down. She gets up. She starts punching. Yeah. I, I, I've told you women what? fighting is at an all-time high. Women yeah. have been weaponized. <laughs> They're insane. You oh, never, yeah. she punched a guy in the face. You never saw women. The restraints shown by that guy after just getting clocked. Well, he chilled. Yeah. yeah. Then she comes running and she makes the leap, goes over the Pearls. counter. She went full. You know what? This lady's spunky yeah. and she's got hops. Yeah. And I want her to <laughs> mate with that inmate who went over the desk with the judge. <laughs> because I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Allen Iverson type point guard skills right, for that kid. Go. You know, that kid's going to have like a 44 inch vertical. Like, she's little. The kid's going to be five, nine and a half, but fucking tomahawk dunking in the NBA. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah. We could get a little of the seed from the guy who went Superman over the judge's desk two weeks ago. Yep. And yeah. this one who just went over the counter. You're going to have the next all star. Allen Iverson. Yep, I mean, right. that's all. I mean, you know. That's all I can think of. We got a, an athlete there. Now, the <laughs> and thing, the making. <laughs> the thing that I love about, here's what I love about these stories. The manager at some point, and it's a chain, probably a chain because it's at an airport, right? Right. At some point, when the manager is trying to restrain her, he th- whips her around and throws her on the ground, right? 
She bounces up, goes at him, punches him again, then tries to grab the stool and throw the stool, then punches the guy who retrieved the stool, then walks out, and then goes superwoman over the top, right? At some point, she's going to lawyer up, and they're going to explain that she had neck and back injuries that were so severe she now can no longer work or even get out of bed. And you'd say, bitch, I just saw you in a full <laughs> tilt, full over the top. Oh, that that's not going to help your case. That, yeah, I've seen guys get injured BMX. I've seen guys get injured on the football field. They don't pop up and go full <laughs> over the top. They fucking get carted yeah. out, out <laughs> right. of there. She is going to lawyer up. She is going to sue that company. She is going to explain that she has back, spine, and neck injuries. And all that was was pure adrenaline. <laughs> but she's got real problems and she's probably not going to be able to work again. Right. That's what's going to happen. That's how, I, 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 I was driving the other day and I saw a billboard uh, for uh, people who are just stressed at work. It just said stress. Like stressed at work, call this lawyer. Yeah. What's the number? I know. I, I called it. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be. Yeah. Sue somebody. Yeah. Cause the, the coffee maker was broken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there is a, uh, an F 35, yeah, that, uh, fighter dirt, jet. Yeah, fighter jet, and um, at Luke Air Force Base in Arizona, and it went for it, it started the engine, and uh, there was a flashlight left inside of this engine mm. during maintenance work. Oh, not good. Caused some damage. Yeah, well, about it's, four million dollars. Yeah, worth I was going to say oh, it is a basically a eleven dollar flashlight that caused four million dollars worth of damage. Right. Oh, I Ouch. hope. I hope. The flashlight was from that company that does those extreme eagle outdoor <laughs> where the military guys out there. Unscratched flashlight. Yeah. He's like, this flashlight, we we froze it in a block of ice. <laughs> then we put it on a fire and melted it. Still works. And I'm always like, all right, but if your flashlight freezes in a block of ice, that means you're dead. Exactly. You're like, exactly. They do it with the wallet. They go, this wallet, we backed over it with a Humvee. I was like, yeah, your wallet will be fine, but if your wallet gets backed over by a Humvee, you got ran over yeah. by it. The, your, your wallet's going to be... Your bones are powdered. You're done. Yeah. Your, right? your wallet will be there for somebody else, right? Right. It's always that kind of weird American. It's it's always the same guy. Ex-Navy something with big arms and <laughs> Oakley blades on, you know, and he's pointing at you. He's talking about the flashlight. I got the flashlight. I got the wallet. I got the sunglasses. But if that was one of those flashlights that went through the impeller and the propeller and shot out the back and is, it still works... I'm buying that fucking flashlight. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yeah. I need to know more about this flashlight. Yeah. Four million bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. To the engine's blades. Um, the officials of the of the base said that uh, they won't say if any of the maintainers involved had face punishment for the mishap. Mm. But yeah. yeah, that is a pretty penny for a yeah. lost flashlight. Yeah. Yeah. They said it right on the intake, probably. You know, you know, kind of makes you wonder because when when shit happens, then shit gets implemented. We need shit to happen before shit gets imp- implemented. Like those flashlights should all just be bright orange, right? Like the, there there should be a rule that you can't have a black mag light out on that tarmac if that's part of your that makes sense equipment. Yeah. You know, everything mm-hmm. needs to just be seen one hundred percent. Yeah, you used to have like a bright red wallet. It's also I spray paint in my wallet. Yeah, you need There's, this flashlight. It survived a plane. It's a Put little it in a plane engine. Still works. It's you know? a little bit 
It's kind of on the pilot, too, because the pilot always does that walk-around move where they walk around. You see them do it on, like, commercial flights, too, where the guy's just out there kind of looking at the tires and shit, mm-hmm. you know, just sort of walking around. I feel like during the walk-around, you should see if that flashlight's in there. If it was orange. If it was orange, you would have. Yep. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, um, in and out is yeah. in the news right now. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so the their Oakland restaurant, it's only Oakland restaurant. They announced they're going to close in March, um, and they're saying it's because of crime and safety concerns for customers and employees, which is kind of a thing that's been happening in the Bay Area with different businesses, but they're losing yes. in and out. In and out, that's gut check time for a community. For sure. I'd be bummed. I'd be like, dude. That, and it symbolically means you're fucking up as mm-hmm. a community, like as a city, as a society. Like if you got in and out leaving, uh, you got issues. Now, what I always love is I love when the politicians, the, the uh, Yentas on the city council get angry at in and out. Like they would like to stay and make money. They just... There's too much crime. That's your department. You guys have fucked up long enough, so they're just physically going to leave. You think other stores are going to close too, follow suit with that? I I was hearing a story about a mall in San Francisco, like Mayfield Mall or like one of those malls that was valued, and I'll screw this up. Maybe Byron can find the story. It was a mall. It's a recent story about a mall in San Francisco with like 2 million square feet or something. And maybe it's one of those Mayfield things. And it was a big commercial thing. And it's it's it was a valued at like one point two billion dollars in two thousand and sixteen. It's now valued at two hundred and seventy five million dollars. Like it lost three quarters of its value over the last six years, just basically because they will not enforce the fucking law anymore. Like I could you Imagine having a business where there's just like people bashing into it, stealing your shit, sleeping on your stoop, taking a shit on the sidewalk. Like, and also we live in a society where a guy's living on a, the business. He's on the front porch of a business in San Francisco. He's not going anywhere. He set up shop. He's bothering people. And at some point, the frustrated business owner goes out there and takes a garden hose to him. And right. we want to lock up that guy. We've jumped the shark. We are fucked. Listen, (laughs) everybody, mostly women, with your horrible ideas, knock it off. I wish it worked. Like, my whole thing is, I wish all of this worked, but it it just clearly doesn't. Doesn't, The only thing that works is cops, show of force, police present. Okay, the only thing that works is what we used to have that you guys thought we would evolve away from. But we got to go back to what works. Ugh. You know what's crazy? Hmm. Speaking of malls, the mall by my mom's house, when we first moved in, there's a building this mall, Bannister Mall. And then the area got so bad that they tore every business closed and they tore the whole mall down. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like, like it was like a note, like it was like yeah. the area. And then so yeah. the area, the crime got so bad that they literally like just tore the whole. It's crazy when I go back home. I'm like, everything's closed. The mall is gone. It's, I'm tripping out. Like that's, that was our spot. His kid, you right. know, growing up, and it's just weird. It's like, so I get it, you know. It needs to. I mean, it just seems weird to me, you know. Well, here's the problem: a Westfield Mall, one point two billion, now two hundred ninety million. Jeez, mm. I got a good fucking memory. That's what wow. the article said. 
Was it 2016 or 17 when it was a billion? Oh. 2016. Oh. I just nailed every part of that story. <laughs> yeah. Got a good memory, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's it's the BMXer good. in you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Cross up. Yeah. yeah, it's a cross up, dude. I know. Except for half the people in my life. I go, I told you 7.30 dinner. I said, no, you said 8. Yeah, I know what I said. I said 7.30. I'm like, I, well, I heard 8. I said 7.30. I'm like, all right, well, I do, these, I do the numbers. Good. All right. So um, here's the problem. Whatever was is old and boring, and it's what old white guys would do. Now we get fresh and young and different, and we have new ideas. The problem is the new ideas suck and don't work, but the people with all the new ideas don't want to go back to the old ideas because that was the domain of your granddad and his other white friends that smoke cigars. So we have to reimagine policing and we need to reimagine community policing. We got to, we got to reimagine all of the, you know, the uh, prison industrial complex and we have to reimagine all the, the system. And it's like, okay, reimagine all you want, bitch, but this is how it ends. That that's, it's always how it ends. And someone has to explain to them, this is where this goes. And I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Considering, uh, our famous tape on the show of our L.A. City Council lady blaming Toyota for the theft of the catalytic converters. That's new Wait, thinking. wait, wait. What? Nathia Roman. Thea Roman. Nathia yeah. Roman waxed on about how Toyota made it way too easy. To steal catalytic converters. I got a Toyota. I need to watch my oh, back. Listen, <laughs> yeah. to the, listen to her. She yeah. doesn't blame you. <laughs> responding to it with work, with urgency, with focus on actually addressing the issue, we say, oh, we'll just ban it. We'll just, we'll just ban it, and that'll be the end of it. Instead of actually thinking about what is going to address this issue in a very real way. In this case, I think one of the things that really infuriates me is that we have a company, a t- you know, the Prius, whatever, Toyota, who makes the Prius, um, that essentially has a device on their cars, which is super easy to remove. It's basically the value of a MacBook, right? That is put in a place that is incredibly easy to access in your car. And then the thefts related to this issue have essentially all of the costs of that are given to us to bear instead of them right. having to... So she's, she's angry at Toyota. Somebody asked her why she voted against you know, making it illegal to have 1,300 catalytic converters in your fucking storage locker. Wow. And she's angry at Toyota. So this thinking is new thinking. And this leads to In-N-Out Burger leaving Oakland or the Westfield Mall closing down or your hometown. Well, this is where it leads. That. That right there. Her. And, and all her ilk, that's how we get here. So right. that's, and now we're not here. Yet. I mean, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. So that's where we're heading. So it's that kind of thinking leads us to this place nobody wants to be. Um, by the way, good luck. I don't know. What are you going to do? Sue Toyota? And then what it, What ends up happening is they go... I'm all paranoid the, now. I got a Toyota. So it's probably gone I, by now. You've been in here I for an hour. I parked out front. It's probably... Oh, it's long gone. Gosh darn Toyota. It's going to sound It made it too easy in. to steal. And, no, <laughs> people have sued the car companies. Like, states have sued 
Kia right. and Hyundai. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, what they're going to do. Too happy America. They're going sure. to require that uh, Priuses coming to California have some sewer grate welded on underneath the catalytic converter or mm-hmm. something. One of these dumb bitches is going to put, she's going to float that bill. And then Toyota's <laughs> just going to go, all right, you're making things more complicated and more expensive, but now these will be the cars designated for California, but it's going to be an extra $1,400 because we're not fucking eating your shark cage, bitch. That's just going to go right ahead of the consumer. Right. And then the same bitch is going to be like, why are these Priuses so expensive? That's the game. Yeah. That's how it works. 100% chick think. We're living it. We're there. All right. Um, I blame Toyota yeah, for yeah, all of it. Yeah, it's, it's really Toyota's it's, fault. It's so easy. <laughs> Put me in a bad mood, Toyota. Um, so Dana White, we talked yeah. about uh, some pr- the press conferences. Uh, and yesterday, she, like Sean Strickland's press conference against that Canadian reporter. So mm, Dana, after the fight, uh, Dana White did a, a conference press conference, and somebody asked him about Sean Strickland and how he's just been unhinged. Yeah. And what are you going to do about it? Have we not learned our lesson with Dana White? Do you <laughs> know what I not. mean? Obviously not. Like, I might say to some of my my more thoughtful friends, like, hey, man, I, I don't think you owe me an apology for that, that joke you may have stolen. But I wouldn't say that to Cat Williams. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> what, you know what I mean? Like, what would the anticipated answer be right. if, you, if I just accused him of stealing a joke of mine or something? That You got to know what, you got to know Dana's response by now, but they're, yeah. they're doing it anyway. All right. About like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with a UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia, like, is there... I don't give anybody a leash. Well, I'm saying you... A leash? I'm... St- like Free speech. I control when... what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people... I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question? I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You sh- that's ridiculous <laughs> to say I give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want. Yeah. It's the new playbook. I've been saying this for a million years. It's the only way to wrestle this shit back from the nut jobs. It's, it, it, was, it used to be like the playbook a few years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, was like, well, you know, uh, Sean's on the spectrum, and so he says things he doesn't mean, and I've spoken to him off the mic about mm. some of the hurtful things that he might say about some of the community that may be affected by his words. Uh, that was the old one. The new one is fuck right off. Next question. <laughs> That's the only thing that works on these assholes because they're never satisfied. They keep moving forward, and all the apologies just get more encroachment. That's how it works. Yeah. So you have to shut them down, and there's – it's not a coincidence that you've seen Dana White do this and Elon Musk and Dave Chappelle. It's not a coincidence that there's a rising group of fuck right off non-apologies. It was created by these assholes who demanded apologies for everything and called everyone racist and homophobic. And people tried to navigate it, but they couldn't navigate it because they were never satisfied. They'd get them deplatformed or fired or whatever anyway. So the new one is full Comanche balls out right at you. 
I mean, I grew up listening to Suicidal Tendencies. That's right. And he had a line that says, uh, if I offend you, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe you need to be offended. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. They figured it out early. Um, yeah. They're yeah. punk. That's punk, man. I'm just a punker. He's an, I, he's I don't even know the story. Man. What happened with this? Uh, they got a fighter. It's just a loose <laughs> cannon who go, goes off on all these crazy tangents. Oh, oh. He called Trudeau a pussy and brought up. Some scary stuff Trudeau's trying to do in Canada. There's a fuck Trudeau chant. And then that. they're trying good. to blame. Oh, then, there was? Uh, oh, fight, good, yeah. good. But I'm, then they're trying to blame uh, Dana White for what he said. Well, Trudeau does, yeah. What Trudeau does is the same thing Gavin Newsom does, which is they try to shut down your rights because there was a trucker. You know, they try to force you to get vaccinated and then they try to shut you down if you don't get vaccinated. And then there's a strike and then they try to cut them off from all their money electronically so the truckers can't. And then they make it illegal for people to refill or bring them fuel while they're protesting or whatever. And then they start talking about freedoms while they're shutting everyone else's shit down. Got it. They talk about freedom. That's that's the new playbook. That's what Gavin Newsom does. Gavin Newsom shuts everything down and then talks about the freedom to check out a butt fucking book from a school library with nine year olds. That's his version of freedom. His his version of freedom is you don't go to work, shut all the schools and shut the beaches. But if you want to see a pop up book about butt fucking, that should be you should be left alone. That's Gavin Newsom's version of freedom. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I'd rather use the beach and leave the buttfuck book at home. But if I want to get in one of those long overdue conversations with my son about the wonders of buttfucking, I'll go to Amazon and buy the buttfuck book. How about that? <laughs> I probably already have it somewhere. Yeah. We're pre-ordered. I go to my dad's house and get it. I think oh, he yeah, read it to yeah, me yeah. when I was... First edition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so there's this musician uh, named... Zeddy, Zeddy Will, he's really big on TikTok, I guess. But Zeddy. But the reason people are talking about him now, he's twenty-two. Must is, be English. Um, no, I th- actually, I don't know if he's European. Oh, well, he's black, but I don't know if I haven't heard him speak, so I don't hmm. know. Um, he, he, well, actually, he's from New York. There you go. Oh, so right. he recently hosted a joint baby shower for five of his pregnant baby moms. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there. Yeah. So. He actually credited Nick Cannon, saying like, "Hey, this is the new world order. This Wait, is." So he had he had five just five he has five pregnant baby baby mamas right now. Oh, and thought, let's at just, the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and let's yeah let's do a joint baby shower because now uh-huh. all five of these women, they're friends now, and they're like, "Hey, it's better for the little ones to grow up with a big family. We've accepted each other. Mm-hmm. We're we're all together now." So His we're, timing's on point though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. He must have had a. Yeah, crazy two-month run. That was a weekend, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. they're all looking proud. Yeah. I'll tell you who's not. Well, I was going to say their dads are pissed, but they never met them. So who knows where their dads are. <laughs> but it can't be happy if the, if you're the parent. Yeah, Nick Cannon actually uh, commented on this story. Wow. And he, suge- he suggested that Zeddy seek therapy. What? Yeah. Why? Just, uh, I mean, Nick, Nick, uh, I think well, he has 12 kids, but he, he spread it out a little bit more. This guy, yeah. this isn't, this isn't the new modern family. If, if, if Zeddy makes enough money to take care of everybody, even though it makes him a horrible dad 
I'll, I'll look the other way. But when you start shitting out kids and then you put them on the program, you know, for the school lunches and everything, fuck that. Tired of that. If he, if he's got some sort of income, I don't know how successful he is, but, uh, if he, if he can support everybody, then I'll just call it a lifestyle choice that is going to probably fuck the kids up, but I'll, I'll look, I'll give him a cultural pass. Right. If he can support everyone. What a trip. Yeah. Well, That's... he went viral because of this. Maybe he'll get some income through TikTok and social shouldn't, media. Shouldn't this be a meme? Like, shouldn't we Photoshop Zeddy out and put like Henry Winkler in there? <laughs> shit like that. Wouldn't it be funny? Like, what's wrong with this photo? George Bush or something. Like, shouldn't we just. Put... I thought of the Fonz. When you said yeah, we, oh, should, see? we should put people in there that aren't, aren't Zeddy. Yeah. It... I'm trying to think of... Uh, I mean, Henry Winkler's probably... Henry, <laughs> you're not going to do too much better than uh, Henry in that. That would be awesome. All right. Should we bring it home, yeah, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Rick, I should tell people... You, website, Rick Thorne. It's got the uh, E at the end. Dot yep. TV. Is Dot that where TV. we go? Yep, that's it. Twitter, Rick Thorne. Yep. As well. Uh, podcast, Good Guys in Black. Oh, sorry. It's the band. Podcast, The Rick Thorne Show. Yep. Find that as well. Uh, did I Busy. cover it? You did, We're yeah. Covered, yeah. Craig Thanks. Shoemaker, yeah. He can be found. You go to craigshoemaker.com. You can find out all of his dates and shows and businesses around town. Uh, Vegas, me at Jimmy's Theater coming up this Thursday. Two shows, and then uh, Mesa Theater in uh, Colorado. Two shows, and then Estes Park, Colorado Stanley Hotel. Two shows there on Saturday. So that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Woo! Tired already. Nice weekend. Yeah. So come on out and say hi. And until next time, it's Adam for Rick and Craig and Chris saying mahalo. You can leave us a voicemail at 888-634-1744 and get tickets to see the Ace Man Thursday night in Las Vegas at adamcarolla.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.